This is a product that it is impossible within 10 to 15 minutes, you will feel it no matter what. Flex Lewis, you're straight out of the lab. Today's guest is a friend of 15 years, a renaissance man, hunter, teacher, historian, a winner of seven pro bodybuilding shows, Mr. Olympia competitor, and probably the most chaotic podcast I've done on Straight Out to the Lair. I podcast with Guy Sistanino. Nice shoes, Guy. They're not in the fucking shot. Who gives a fuck? I'm going to describe them to you. Look, well, there's fans that... Put the mic in front of you. There's fans that are watching on Spotify right now, and these look like... You've signed a deal with NASA. Yes. You've had those for a while, though. You have them like a lot of colors, don't you? I've been rocking these since like 2012. Me and Sean. Wrote what, what year did they go in fashion? They never went fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Sean were rocking them moon boots. Yeah, me and him, all the time. I still got, I still got ones in the box, never even worn. How, how many pairs of them you got? Um, I, I, so I've given a couple out throughout the years. Like when they get old, rusty, and crusty, I sign them and just do like giveaways. Do these people actually say thank you when they get them? They love them. People okay. are obsessed with these because they can't find them. But do, do they make them? Still? They haven't made them in years. You can find them on like eBay, like old ones. Oh. They haven't made them since like two thousand, I think. 11, 12. She'll go to Goodwill. So the I'm same sure year they, they came Goodwill. out, they stopped making them. They like made them. They came, they, they, yeah, they came out with them. They made a bunch of different colorways and they just like, I guess no, they didn't sell well. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they only, you were the only customer. Yeah, they, they they like, <laughs> There's two sales in California. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how come Sean Roden and Guys' Janino constantly buy these shoes? <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame you didn't get fucking sponsored by them. But you had, you, you had, uh, what are these? Fucking Under Armour? What are the other these ones you had? On- Atomics. No, 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 no. These are these are under armor. These are under armor. The, the under pair was what? Of training? You try, you're trying to make fun of my Crocs? No, no, no. no. You have these. There was a very similar style shoe you used to wear. Were they all under armor? All under armor. All right, okay. Always, yeah, they were always just different colors. Got you. Yeah. Sean used to wear the same brand, right? Yeah. And he would have like the, the, the tongue would be flapped all the way That's down it. and the yeah. shoes would, and the, the, yeah. Yeah, Sean Roden is what we're talking about for the fans <laughs> back home. If you guys haven't seen, Sean and Guy used to, Train with hoodies up, headphones over the hoodies. He used to wear my uh, moon boots, my quadro hat that I have. I put on the side of all my quadro hats now, so the SR14. Yeah, because if you go back and look at his photos, he always wore my fitted hat. Mm-hmm. They, and he in every picture you can see he's got the quadro hat on. So yeah. I, I came out. So it says SR14 for Sean Roden 14. So any anybody that buys that hat or buys one of the smile and wave shirts because that was our saying that mm-hmm. our quote that we kind of came up with. So I have that in the hat. So anybody that buys that stuff, all the proceeds go, and I send it to Michelle for a uh, um, a bank account for Cora when she gets older for college. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah she's. I've sent her a bunch of money in the past year. So anybody who purchases something from your store that has SR fourteen, the, the, yeah, the, the Quadro hat to say SR fourteen on the side, and then I have Smile and Wave hoodies and Smile and Wave T shirts because that was a. Um, a f- quote that we kind of came up with uh, back in 2010 when we were doing the Dallas Europa was the first time I met uh, Sean. And um, I thought he got fucked at the show. And I was like, man, they should just call you Shaftatron. I'm like, because they ain't giving you a fucking <laughs> break, bro. And he was like, man, he's like, you know, you just got to smile. I was like, smile and wave and just walk away, man. He's like, that's it, bro. Just smile and wave. So we started hashtagging SAW, like smile and wave. So when he passed, I wanted to do something where I could keep like his memory alive and um, be able to, to get, you know, give something to um, his daughter uh, in remembrance of him. So every month or a couple months after I do a run of clothes, I uh, tally it up and then I shoot over 
Michelle a bunch of money. Can you believe it's been like literally a year, a this, year week. this week? You know? It's crazy. Time has flown. It's crazy. Well, you just got back from traveling last time. Yeah, I was in uh, Canada, right? Just be- it happened just before I went to Canada, before I went to Dubai, I think. Something like that. Anyway. After, yeah. Yeah, what a, what a year. That is gone fast, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, Sean was a, a big part of the part, big part of this gym, the, the opening of this gym, as you yeah. know. And He was here yeah. helping you unload boxes, and uh, I remember him sending me videos. He was opening oh, yeah. boxes for you, remember, he uh, in the back? Yeah. I remember he was he was here from day one. He yeah. he was a good fucking dude, bro. Good dude. Text me, hey, what do you need doing today? Fucking Mister Olympia, you know. You need help? Nobody. I, I can't even name it. A lot of people didn't even fucking show up. Said they would. Mm. No text. No call. Sounds like uh, a Olympia. lot of people. Sounds like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the doorstep. Ah, when the gym opens, they're all here. Oh yeah. But uh, with him, you know, <laughs> roll up, roll up the fucking sleeves and. He would, in fact, can you remember, I purposely not texted him one time. I had a big delivery coming in. And I was like, I don't want this fucking guy to be lifting this stuff up. He says, he's in fucking prep. Mm. And he showed up. He's like, I knew. I text you. You know, Sean's like. Yeah. You saw no, the, I think he saw it on, on Instagram. That's it. That's he's it. Seen, he, he saw was like, that we bro, got delivery. Yeah, bro, bro, you didn't tell me? Quiet. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't tell me? Quiet. And he had that like belly chuckle. <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, what a what a, what a shitty year we had altogether. Crazy year, yeah. But you know, there's there's a, a lot that we learned from that year, and there's been a, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of victories that have come through. Yeah. A lot of loss, life, right? Yeah, been tough. But comes, comes at you fast sometimes, man. That's why you gotta cherish, you know, good people around you, good times, and. Be in the moment and, and you know smell the roses. Something I'm I'm trying to learn to do more and more. You know she's been good at reminding me. It's like hey, fucking stop. You know yeah, and enjoy this. It's uh it's it's crazy, man. Because what we were just talking about it yesterday. We've known each other for what we've been best friends fifteen years. About just well, around. We've been friends, friends, and, yeah, and then you yeah, know yeah, obviously yeah, we, I met you in two thousand seven eight. I, I wasn't a pro yet. You were yeah. I think it was in New York. Mm-hmm. And then just over time, we just stayed in touch. It's like we blinked. We went from just being friends to building a relationship, to traveling the world with each other, to competing at the highest level for Fucking years. Fucking weddings. And now it's, yeah, weddings and, and this and that. And the next thing you know, it's, we're both retired. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. where, where, where did the 15 years go? We, we blinked and that's it. I know, it's kind of surreal. We were talking about this for, you know, myself and Guy last night at the house. And we were like, "Holy shit! It's there's been a lot of uh, been a lot of stuff that's gone on, and it just kind of we've lived through it, and a lot of stuff we weren't able to we, we didn't really enjoy it because we didn't really know what we were living through. I kind of find that the common denominator with all this is you're living through a moment, and you don't know you're living through it, and uh, it's kind of gone before you had the chance to even be like, "Oh wow!" To appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, and and that's what we got on the topic last night. Like you, you were in bed. I don't know if you were just like, hey, "Fuck, I'll laugh." Yeah, you were, like, I yeah. heard you for a little bit, and then I just put the little uh, rain noise on our TV. Yeah, we should have said the thunder and lightning and rain, <laughs> fucking loud. <laughs> Which is so weird because like that that sound annoys me, but it actually like secretly calms you. So you're one of the ones that has like the app. No, it comes no. up. We put on YouTube. It's like YouTube has like like twenty two hours of the you, same you probably, fucking song, the same yeah. noise. You probably didn't notice, but I travel with a little fan. 
yeah. that makes noise because I was like, if I stay at your house, I didn't think that you guys had fans in one of the rooms. So I was like, I'm, I put the fan on Addie's little nightstand, yeah, yeah. Yeah. plugged it in, and it because I can't sleep without that, that like the sound. Noise. Yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. Does it actually work oh, as I, a fan or is it just a white noise machine? No, no, it's an actual fan. All right, okay. But there's been times where like I'm at a hotel and I'll Google YouTube fan noises and it's 12 hours of yeah. just a fan mm-hmm. flowing and I'll just put it on. That's what we do. And just leave it, let it go all night. That's what we do. And so on the screen, it goes completely black in like 10 seconds yep. and then it's right. It gives like this countdown. Because yeah. the one thing I can't stand is like when you go to a hotel, because I'll wake up every time, the AC will kick off. Oh yeah, and, and then on. it'll wait for a couple minutes, and it'll kick back on. And then once it kicks on, I can go to sleep. But when mm-hmm. it shuts off, mm-hmm. it's like I instantly get hot and start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we <laughs> He was just fucking sweating yesterday, and he was calling like, "If you brought fucking COVID to my house, I'll kick your ass." And he was like, "No, bro, this is what happens when I travel. No, when I'm my tired. voice gets deeper. <laughs> yeah, he gets tired. Fucking, that's what happens. Oh, I can't even do it. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta practice before being put on the spot, but." Yeah, we were, oh, that's right. He's like, oh, when I'm tired, when I'm tired. I'm yeah, I left my house at 3.45 in the morning. I did not sleep. Oh my I God. took a flight from Jersey to Cali, Cali to Vegas, came here, did not stop. World's smallest violin, kiss my ass. And, got uh, the wrong coffee. Uh, first of all, we ordered four coffees. He got five, and they were all fucking And wrong. I paid for all of them. Who ordered, though? Guy. He made me order. I had to yeah, scream I across the car. And then we pull up, then we pull up, and he goes... Uh, sorry, I'm sorry my friend was yelling at you. He was from Jersey. <laughs> I was like, I was ordering coffee. They're <laughs> so violent. He's like, can I have fucking half and half fresh blender? I'm like, oh my God, bro. So I got on the corner. And then I apologized. I was like, hey, my guys from, my friend's from Jersey. He got the fucking order wrong. Not only did he get the order wrong, he gave us a, a, a coffee that we didn't even order. I paid for it. Yeah. I don't, so uh, twenty something dollars. I, I I mean, go to Starbucks, as you know. I don't. Mm. So I was just like, here's the kind, you know. So I didn't know what the fuck it cost. Yeah, I just have one. When I when I get f- done from flying, I just have one request. Whenever I get in the car, I'm like, I need a coffee. So we got to find a Starbucks and just stop, so I can get on the fucking road and yeah. get moving. And we did. Yeah. And then we came here. Mm-hmm. And, and you're still fucking moaned. And we did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even work out. So, how are you enjoying your try? Uh, your fucking try. Your stay here in uh, Vegas. I know it's a short one. Oh, I always enjoy coming here, man. I've been I've been coming, you know, out to Vegas since 2011 for the Olympias, and you know, once you moved out here, I was out for the grand opening. I was out here not long ago, um, and when, yeah, obviously, when, when I come out here, it's good when I don't have to stay at a hotel and I get to stay with friends because I, you know, I didn't meet um, your son. It was the first time I met him yesterday. Maxson. Maxson, yeah. I didn't know his name. I just said your son. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm just making sure you uh, understood. I'm, I'm, I'm up to date with all the names. But uh, yesterday was the first day I met uh, Maxon. And then, um, you know, obviously I've known Addie since she was a baby. So it's good to, to see her. And I don't see Allie a lot. So when I come out here and I can spend time at your house and crash and catch up, it's, uh, it's a good time. We don't get a lot of sleep, but a lot of laughs and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fucking around. It's fun. Yeah. Where are you sleeping, guy? Addie's room. <laughs> it is a full-size bed. He's, he's not in a twin bed. No, but he's surrounded with some creepy-looking dolls and shit. Yeah. I, every time I woke up, I was like, all right, just, just don't look around because if a weird doll staring at me, you might hear me run out the door. Bobby dolls with missing arms. And- <laughs> Hi, I'm Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> you love it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, um, there's a lot of things that are going on. ton. You know? And it's great to have you here and really uh, talk about a lot of different things. You know, since since you've retired, 
one thing I, I'm, I'm very proud to see is uh, you've increased your output on a lot of things that you... I wouldn't say that you were hesitant on in the past, but you, you kind of now just grabbed the bull by the horns and said, okay, this this is now uh, a new chapter for me. These are new chapters. I'm getting more involved with business. Your training business has gone through the roof. Yep. Um, there's some other in, other endeavors that we can speak about, which are you know, right behind you. Yep. Uh, but um, one, one of the main, biggest things that um, I think that's helped you from the beginning of your career through the bodybuilding, transitioning in is you've made yourself available you've made yourself relevant and you've stuck true to your brand you know there's only one guy sister Nino you know we all can you know in this world and the, for the people who are watching the podcast we're all a test thank fucking god right <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one version of you and you know you're a, you know a hunter you're a bodybuilder you're a fucking madman. You speak your mind. You got a massive heart. You do anything for your friends. You're a man of, of many, many descrip- descriptions. But um, obviously, then I have my my own my own version of, of yeah. guy, right? Um, if I, anybody from the outside, yeah, dare I ask what us, your version is? Yeah, but but <laughs> for every listener from the outside and of us talking, sometimes we're like, fuck, these guys don't like each other. <laughs> but little do they know where we're like, uh, you know, in full flow conversation, positive one at best. But um, you know you've been very, um, you've been very good at putting yourself in very uncomfortable situations and then getting really good at that situation. And you and I had a conversation what, about ten years ago where you hit me up and it's like, "Yo, bro, uh, the social media bullshit. Uh, is it worth it?" And I was like, Hated "Yeah, it. absolutely, oh, absolutely. Hated this it. this is something that's going to get much bigger than what it is right now." And just be true to you. Don't be trying, yeah, but they're, they're, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. You know, you you know this. You remember this conversation. I said, just fucking be you, guy. There's nobody else doing what you're doing. And now over over now this decade, maybe a little bit over a decade. I remember because it started with Twitter. You were on Twitter before. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's this new app. It's Twitter. It's, it's like mass group text messaging. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah. And you were like, you, you got to get on it. And I was like, uh, okay. And now it's like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Fuck, there's a million things now. That, TikTok. But, again, you're not trying to be somebody you're not. Right? No, I never have been. You know, you've, you've been very, um, uh, I would say, brand loyal to, to your image. Yeah. You know, again, there's some topics that are very taboo that you, you're very steadfast on. This is who I am. This is, how my, this is uh, the, 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 the guy that, you know, my dad raised. Yeah. My dad done this. My grandfather done this. This is who I am. This is yeah. my fucking blood. This is what I want to do. You, you know, you're, you're very pro guns. You're, yeah. you're a hunter. Mm-hmm. Kill it to eat it. Done. Not kill it for sport. Nope. You've been very clear about that. Yep. Um, you know, you and one thing is all that uh, I, I find very impressive is that you're, you're a butcher too. Yes, by trade. Yeah. I've been butchering probably for 20, well, 20, 40, probably 35 years. And one little more thing to add in the mix, and then you can fucking talk, is you used to be a teacher. Yeah, I went to school to teach history. I didn't of, know that. Really? No. You have a history degree. Interesting. Yeah, I, I substitute teach for a year. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to trying to teach, and then this whole bodybuilding thing kind of took off. Could you imagine Guy as your teacher? Absolutely fucking oh, not. Oh, that'd imagine? be amazing. I don't I'd be think the best teacher in the fucking world. People yeah, that be like, I know. That, that, trying that, to that, send, yeah, I'd be the best fucking teacher in the world. Can you imagine him walking in? 
You'd be like, how would you like? Has it? You catch. have to not curse. Like that's hard. I don't know because when I was teaching in high school, the kids cursed more than anything. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah, but mean you, you could. Yeah, I, no, no, that's I know, insane. but I, like it's it's different because when I was in high school, if you like even said fuck, they, they were calling your house. And, yeah, I know. Like, my dad was smacking the shit out of me. <laughs> so it's like these the way these kids talk now in school. But I'll, I'll be honest, like the way Flex was talking about adapting to social media is kind of like how teaching was. I had to adapt to using iPads and using the, and I didn't learn from technology. I learned from a teacher talking and explaining things in textbooks. So it's very hard to teach a different way than you were taught. Yeah. So that kind of turned me off to teaching because I just, I never learned like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier for the students to just Google something and find an answer rather than actually be taught it, explained it and understand it. So that actually turned me off. But the one thing that I, that I was able to do is because, you know, I, I, tend to think I speak very well. Um, and I have a lot of opportunities to do like a lot of motion, motivational speaking. Like I've spoken already at the university of Michigan twice to the school, like for motivation, like the big tap 10, like, yeah. uh, and they funny, I was actually woke up this morning. I was in bed and I opened up my emails and they actually emailed me again. They oh, want nice. to bring me out to the university of Michigan again this year to talk again to the school. Um, so I, I've talked in schools in Texas. I've talked in schools in Connecticut, Jersey. Um, so I can't, I don't teach but I have the ability to go in front of kids, talk, teach them lessons, explain things. And it might not be teaching history, but it's more so teaching life lessons. And I think that's, especially in the, the day and age that we are in right now, I think life lessons and, and value and moral are way more important than just reading out of a textbook. Yeah. Well, it's impactful too. Yeah. And they get to see someone who went through it and tell their story. Exactly. So I feel like we could all go through that, like go back to school and you'll remember um, like an assembly or something you went to where there was a person because it was so out of your day-to-day -day norm. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So it really does make an impact, you know, whether you want to do what that person does or not, they'll say something that's like impactful. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The only thing that was really turn off is I tried to do, there's a, a big, you know, heroin epidemic um, in, in, you know, the town that I grew up in and year, a couple of years ago, 2017, I tried to do like a, uh, kind of like a charity event for my high school and tried to like, you know, like fight against it and it was kind of like the hell with heroin and I, I, I came up with shirts and printed them out and um, this my high school would not let me speak they my high school Steve Weatherford from the uh, the kicker from the Giants was like do you want me to he's like I'll go to your school with you and show up yeah he was like and I'll walk in and talk to the principal and uh, I was like nah so I, I actually went to a board meeting spoke mm -hmm. to the board meeting and they looked at me and they I got wind that they thought it was like a, a PR like they thought I was doing it for publicity and I stood up in front of a board meeting and talked to teachers that had taught me. And I was like, I don't understand. I go, you guys taught me to do what's right and to help and, and go out of my way. I go, and I'm trying to do things for the school and do what you guys taught me right. and give back. And you guys are trying to stop me from giving back. And the reason was, was because in their eyes, they didn't feel because I wasn't an addict that I didn't have a right to speak about addiction. And I said, well, maybe if you guys brought somebody who wasn't a recovering addict in all the time and bring somebody who never took that route maybe that would be a different way to get through to the kids because they always brought in recovering addicts and I understand why, but maybe- So I'm promoting to not go down that route Yeah, either. bring in somebody that never gone down that route first and has been, pre I've been presented with drugs in my whole entire life. Do this, do that. And saying no is not as hard as people think it is, but um, you know, I got stopped doing that. So I had a, I ended up doing it, but I had to do it down the road. I had to get uh, certain permits and 
Um, permit? I had to get I had to get a permit. Yeah, to, to speak. No, I had to get a permit to do it at this. Uh, it was called Bubbling Springs. It's like where I used to. Uh, I was a camp counselor. Okay. So you, when you have events like that, you need permits. God forbid something happens. So I had to yeah. apply for permits and get all the stuff, and uh, you know, it ended up being a great, a great turnout. But it was it was very. Um, depressing when my high school said, oh, there's band practice. You can't do it in the senior parking lot. That day I went to the senior parking lot. They had cops in the senior parking lot. There was no band practice. They were kicking everybody out that thought that um, the event was going on in the senior parking lot. Yeah, West Milford High School. It was the most, it's, I, I tried, spent thousands of dollars, do the right thing. And uh, it's, that high school is my alma mater, like where I went. Most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed from, from people that have taught me in the school that I went to. I, I'm totally disgusted with that school. It's it's just heartbreaking that they yeah. don't give a shit. Is it more so uh, that the um, the uh, same teachers have been there for for you know, like painting the wall and they and they saw grandfathered in on their morals and ethics and their you know. This is what it is. It's they. If if I did something like that and spoke about that at the high school, you're bringing light to a subject that people don't want to talk about. So what's gonna what what their fear is is that. You know, the talks about heroin and, and, and trying to educate students is going to turn off people from wanting to send their kids to West Milford High School. Mm-hmm. But the problem, I mean, the highway by my house, because it's a, you know, it, it connects a lot of different states. They call it heroin highway where my parents live. I mean, I, I, it's bad. And just to, I've had friends overdose and die throughout the years and they just keep fucking letting it go. Like it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. And I've tried my hardest, but at some point I'm like, you know what? I, there's nothing else I can do. Yeah. yeah, I've already stretched myself thin enough. I went out of my way. I spent money. You guys don't give a fuck. So I, there's nothing else I can do. So you guys figure it out yourselves. When you were teaching, do you see some of the the, the same kids um, coming through that uh, following that that same path? Yeah, you, know, you could see like th- this is kind of you're, you're you're heading in this direction. Well, they ended up going or not, but yeah, you yeah. can see the kids that that are misguided in school. It's very yeah. easy to pick out. You know, I think when you're younger and you're a kid, it's a little more difficult. When you're older, you've been there, done that, and you've seen it. You can pick out the kids who are going to, you know, down the line might have a problem, mm. you know. Well, then some people what, fall into that path because of an injury, right? So you have, you have like two sides of the coin here. Um, you know, they get hurt in football, basketball, something, and then they get prescribed pain pills, and then, then they go that route, right? So. Well, I mean, I, I don't, you probably I, know, you know about what happened to me. I was just going to yeah, say, I was, yeah. I was going to bring yeah. it up, but I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you spoke very openly about yeah. it. Because I, 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 I'm not a, I don't pop pills, but I herniated a third disc uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, I went to three different doctors. My insurance took two and a half weeks to uh, sign off on an MRI, knowing I already had two, two herniated discs. And um, four different doctors. The first doctor I went to, he prescribed me 10 mg of uh, oxycodone. And then uh, I, I remember on the bottles, it take one pill every four to six hours. Um, the first two weeks I was popping probably two or three cause I was in that much pain. And then I went back, I did an epidural, epidural really didn't work. Um, so he gave me another, pres- another round of prescriptions. Um, I went through that and then went through my second, which they, this time they went from 10 milligrams to 30 milligrams. And then I got the second epidural. I felt fine after the second epidural. So I, he goes, you want more pills? I said, no, I'm, I said, I think this one actually did the trick. I'm good. So two days later, I was actually driving to my dentist to go get my teeth cleaned and I was in the, the dentist chair, and my out of nowhere, my heart rate must have went to 150. Mm. I started profusely pouring sweat, so bad that I had to get up and change. I sweat through my underwear. My shorts were soaked. I, I didn't know what was going on. And then I called my buddy, um, who was actually a, now a 10-year um, clean recovered addict. 
And uh, I go, hey, Paul, I said, is this, uh, is this what I think is happening? And he goes, you can go home and take another pill and try to wean off. He's like, or you're just going to have to go home. And he's like, and suck it up. And it's going to be the worst week to 10 days of your life. Go, go cold turkey. Yep. Right and now. I went home and I fucking suck. I just, and I had 30 more pills upstairs in my, uh, in my bathroom, which I still have to this day because I kept it as a reminder that I didn't... I remember sitting in my kitchen at three in the morning, pacing. I was sitting down, pacing, sitting down, pacing. And I remember going, thank God this is happening to you and not somebody else because I was like, now I know why people blow their fucking brains out trying to come off this because it is one of the most crazy emotional roller coasters I've ever... It is every single emotion you can have combined into... Like you're hot, you're cold, you're upset, you're tired, but you're awake. And it's just like, you, 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 you can't, like, I, I couldn't shit. It took me three months to even go to the bathroom. Right? I was on oxys wow. for a total of 56 days. Not even, I mean, people are like, I, I, is that long? Maybe, I, I don't know. I was just listening to the doctor, but doctor didn't tell me to, to, to wean off. He didn't tell me I had to taper off. He didn't tell me, he didn't warn me that that was going to happen. I didn't even know that you could get addicted to oxys if you weren't abusing them, that I didn't know, yeah. which you, was a you shock just fall to me. In the, I was the, the directions, yeah, because the the uh, it said one pill four to six hours, even yeah. on the thirty milligrams, and I was taking towards the end, like the last three weeks, I was taking one pill a day. Wow. So that one pill a day turned my fucking world upside down. It was the it was the worst experience of my life. I will never ever take those again. Ever they fuck up your entire system. You call me when you were having one of these uh, issues. Oh. You were like, dude, I am. You're pouring sweat. I remember that. Oh, I have the videos. Are you, I am literally forming a bead of sweat. And you sent me a video yeah. of you sitting in the kitchen. Just and you pouring. Were just, and I, I could see the bead of sweat just developing and falling. Yeah. Developing and falling. I go, are you okay? So I look, and you were talking to me normal. He was like, dude, look at this. Bro, I, 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 and I, and, uh, I had a, my a scary moment as your boy, you know, to dude, see my, you fucking go through that. My dad had to come take care of my dogs for a couple of times because I physically couldn't get off the couch. I'm like, Dad, he goes, are you kidding me? I go, you don't understand. I, I'm, I can't fucking move. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it was that. It was, it was horrible. So how long did it take for you to, to feel normal? <sighs> Two weeks. And then for my body to actually normalize and yeah. go to the bathroom. Pro- I, didn't take an, 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 I didn't take a normal shit for like three months. Oh, hmm. my gosh. It, because it constipates you. Yeah, yeah of course. And, and no yeah, I, I, I had no, I actually Googled it when I was going through it and it said, if you take Oxy three to five days consistently, your body becomes physically dependent, whether you like it or not, you're going to have some kind of withdrawal after five days. Wild. And I had, no, I, I had no idea. Mm. Then the doctor didn't warn me about this, which is what I was so pissed off about because as a doctor, you should be like, Hey, I'm going to give you these, but, but take them for three days and skip a day or two. And then because, but no, just take them, take them, take them, take them, take them. You know, that doctor I wanted to fucking kill. I won't say his name, but I was, I was not fucking happy. Fucking say it. <laughs> hey, bring your mic up a little bit to your... Yeah, there we go. Better? Yeah, they better. Turn, turn the mic in. You can, we can play around with it. I don't, I don't know. So, so the rule of thumb is, put a fist in front of you. You know, you've had a, enough cock in your mouth, so I've that's had, exactly it. I, not, not, not a cock this small. <laughs> <laughs> but again, come from Wales, right? We have a big yeah. epidemic in, in my... Uh, Small town. That bad? And then the city next to us. Yeah, it's cheap heroin, bro. He comes in um, and uh, fentanyl now is a big issue over the last couple of years. Just cheap, dirty fucking heroin and he's running rampant through the towns, you know? And and it's crazy that some of these fucking people I went to school with who are top of the class, 
praise to fucking be. You know, I was the kid. Get the fuck at the back. You know, little did I know, you know, that nobody knew what fucking dyslexia and all that shit. I was the kid that didn't pay attention. Yeah. Um, so at the back, and then the kids were sitting in the fucking front. They're supposed to make it, right? You're going to be a fucking doctor. You're going to be whatever. Lawyer, this, that. Fucking smackheads. Crazy, and some of these people have that st- same stories. Like they, they, they cut the script. Yep, they're on the fucking. That the, the only thing that they can take that pain away is whatever fucking they can. They can yeah. get their hands on. Yeah, it's a sad story, man. Yeah, and some you know th- these people are not uh, thieves and yeah, no, and and uh, you know up to trouble. They're just in pain. Yeah, and that was so. So that actually led to what we were talking about. Um, to the to the reason why I'm wearing the uprising shirt. You know, um, I don't know if you want to bring it up now and talk about it now, but. Um, I was you in, did. Yeah, I was in Texas, and uh, this kid, Mark Matthews, drove from Houston to Dallas, and he was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of yours, and I, I also know that you know, you've, you've had back issues and you've had shoulder issues. Like, I really want you to try this product. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's Kratom. I'm like, I've never, what the fuck's Kratom? <laughs> He's like, it's, it's, I can't explain it. He's like, I need you to try it, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't know. I my, now that I think about it, it was a little dumb to do because I didn't know the kid. He's like, "Here, try this." Yeah. I was like, "Sure." That's sort of not <laughs> so, like you. I know, but he he was so. I'm I sure he said more than that, but he said it. It you know it, it does a ton, but I want you to. He said, "I want you to tell me what you feel from it." And I he goes, "I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what to expect." And then because yeah. then you might say it. Say it just to please me. So he's like, I just want you to take it and tell me what, what you think. I see elephants. <laughs> I see I see the little green guy turning on the light in the fridge. Jesus told me. So um, I took it, and after about 15 minutes, I started like walking around, and, I, and then I went to the gym, and I was like, dude, I go, is this stuff for real? And he was like, yeah. And I go, bro, I feel like a million bucks. And it for, for me it helped alleviate a lot of my shoulder and my back pain. So I ended up utilizing it on my chest day and my leg day because on my back day, my back never bothered me, but squatting and putting stuff on my back. So I was taking it as a as needed basis. And what a lot of people, obviously like anything else, people like to overdo everything. You know, um, you can overdo any kind of supplement, but this this one particular ingredient, I feel helped me with the last three years of my career. It literally helped me train better, focus. It, it helped alleviate pain. It, it's just one of the things where the only way I can really describe it is it kind of adapts to your emotions and your like how you feel. Like if you're tired and you want to chill out and zen out, you take a little Kratom, it will just zen you out. If you want to go to the gym, get ready for a workout, you take a little Kratom, it will give you a focus effect. Um, for me, it helped alleviate my shoulder, my back pain when I was training. The focus from it is absolutely amazing. And it, I was like, it's the only product I ever found. You know, when like people give out samples and they're like, hey, try this. You, you know, it's a fat burner. It'll, you take it and you're like, eh, I kind of feel it. This is a product that it is impossible. Within 10 to 15 minutes, you w- will feel it no matter what. It is, it, and I, that's why it was like, I, I have to do something with this product and try to figure out a way to implement it and get it into the fitness world because this can solve a lot of people's problems. It can help a lot of people. And I think if it's done the right way and it's utilized a certain way, it can be utilized maybe in a little pre-workouts. It can be utilized 
um, for people that you know have pain. People, it, it's just it, it's such a wide variety of what it can do. And I've learned so much about it in the past three years that I was like, you know what? I want to put my name behind something and I really want to, you know, now that I'm retired and I've done my research and this is a product that literally saved the last three years of my career. So I'm sure I'm not the only 40 year old or, you know, even, you know, when you're coming up, you know, the little injuries you get and, you know, we don't like taking ibuprofen. We don't like taking stuff that's going to, you know, take inflammation away. Yeah. Like this, this is a, is a coffee leaf extract. You know, there's, there's a green, the red, the white leaves and, the only difference from, you know, they say, you know, the white, the red, and the green are different times to take things, but the base of all Kratom comes from, or Kratom is, the name for it is metragenine, yeah. right? That's the name that you're going to see on, on all the labels as metragenine. So the way the Kratom works, it's a green leaf is the base of it. And then depending on how old the leaf is and how long it sticks, white, red is depending on how old the leaf is. So there are different strands of Kratom, but all the base of the Kratom comes from the green leaf, which, um, as you know, Flex, we've talked about it many times that, um, you know, a lot of the Kratom comes from Indonesia. And it's very hard to get good kratom or metragenine because a lot of these companies have it and they put out just like anything else we talk about in the world. Like, you know, you talk about gear, you can get pharmaceutical grade or you can get underground shit. You know, same thing with any with products. Just the supplement world. You can get great supplements from a, a very well-known company or you can get just a brand you never heard of that's just junk and, and you know, it's spiked. But, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to, to uh, me, Mark, and another bu- uh, silent business partner, we... Uh, over a year and a half of talking and brainstorming and developing products and um, taste testing and labels and, and just everything. And we actually are in the final um, stage around in the last corner to, uh, to go public and um, release the products. I mean, we have the boxes sitting behind me. Um, the name of the company is Uprising Extracts. And uh, I'm really looking forward. It's not a supplement company. Um, it's just a, uh, it's pretty much a, pro- it's a one single product. It's, it's metragenine and we just utilized it in a, a few different ways, some ways that are not really in the industry. So I'm not going to tell, um, everyone, I don't want to give away all the little details, but we, we were able to utilize it in a way that I haven't seen in the market yet. And, uh, I'm very excited to, uh, you know, I, I obviously have seen, you know, certain, uh, Kratom coming around the fitness world. Like we saw, you know, there's a, a company that's promoting the Olympia. So I don't think, Kratom is kind of a thing that's hiding behind closed doors anymore. It's becoming more of a forefront. And I feel like the way that I've done it and the way I'm continuing to do it, we are going to be the people that take over the fitness industry in in, in this exact um, topic. I'm very excited for you. I mean, I've been kind of had the insider scoop on a lot of different things with um, samples that have been sent. I really don't know anything about Kratom. you know, before I spoke to yourself and Mark, and and just to add to, uh, just to add to what you were saying, Mark um, is somebody that has comes from this world. Yes, um, is is incredibly knowledgeable. Has has helped um, along with other people he's around write the the, the legislation. Yep. has been part of the aid in the legislation for the movement of kratom in the United yep. States. Um, and that's a very powerful partner to have that, that really knows the ins and outs of the legalities and in, and, um, and also the, the benefits that can be seen, uh, you know, not not just in the fitness world. You know, I was lucky to be sent some um, uh, various different products, gummies and, and shots, and um, you've got some soft gels. Um, and I tried the, uh, the shots. Yep. You know, very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I didn't know much about it other than the fact of what you sent me. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I felt was an uplift, uplifting feeling. And like euphoric? Yeah, it was It was kind of, um, 
chatty. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, a great spirit, fucking sun is shining, you know. <laughs> not seeing shit, you know. I was not talking to Jesus or anything, but no. it was it was a, a really up uplifting feeling. And that, it's so weird because when you kind of get involved with something, like whether it's, you know, you start fucking playing, you know, fucking golf or something, and you, or you do something else, like yeah. skateboarding or something, then you start realizing and picking up or you buy a car, right? Then you see that fucking car over here. Yes. You see people are playing, whatever it would be. Then I started seeing people in my gym that are taking credit. I started yep. asking them and, and my fucking staff taking. Yep. Um, and uh, I was kind of shocked just how many people have been using it as a pre-workout for a long time. Yeah. I, I, again, I never heard of this up until most recently. And I guess this is a, a product that has been really utilized in a lot of people's day-to-day yep right um but like everything else you know i just want to make sure make sure that people know too that just like alcohol just like caffeine yeah this is something that can be abused and something that can somewhat be found uh on the addicting side if you you kind of use and abuse it i just want to make sure yeah like i i posted about it and i've had people be like, oh, that stuff's garbage. I got addicted to it. Well, you can get addicted to anything, first of all, if you have addictive personality and if you abuse it. Well, let me ask this then, and it's going to round on to my yeah. question. From somebody who was caught up on oxys, yep. was that a worry of yours, using Kratom because of the correlation in, in you know being that you heard, right? Again, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here completely new to it, yep. just like maybe some of these viewers are, right? Yeah. There's an addictive side to anything. Kratom, you were addicted on 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 uh, oxycodone. Yep. What was there any worry for you when you got involved, or you, or you were kind of more educated to to what this was? Well, two things. I don't have an addictive personality, so that never really bothered. I'd never been addicted to something and taken something I d- just couldn't stop. So that never bothered me. What I was more pissed off about was that I didn't know about that. I didn't know about kratom when I was on the oxys because if I did it would have been easier transition because I probably wouldn't have went through that horrible phase because I, now this isn't what it's used for, but I do know a lot of people that have stopped using Oxy and they bridged it with Kratom to come off everything. But didn't Mark Bell do a documentary on Yes, he on did. Mark, yep. Mark Bell did a huge documentary on it. Huge. Yeah. You know, um, what's it called? <sighs> Is it called Leaf? I watched it. Um, Probably just Google it real quick. Um, yeah. I, I forget but the name. Kind of, of on, bro. Yeah. But yeah, Mark Bell is a huge advocate too. Joe Rogan, I watch his podcast numerous times. He has talked about it so many fucking times. It's crazy, and he you know? loves it. Joe Rogan has mentioned it more times in the last, I would say, fucking two three, months. three months. Yep. Then, then it, I, again, maybe it's because I'm more aware of it and I <laughs> heard it. Joe just done a, a podcast with Mark Bell. Yep. And he's like, I use it every podcast. Yeah. So when you hear people who are kind of need needle movers talking about these, you know, uh, again, the way I see Kratom, it's kind of like how CBD was. Yes. You know, when CBD came out, first of all, it'd be like, oh, that's fucking weed. You're fucking stoned. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's fucking CBD. It doesn't even, you know? And there's then no Kratom, yeah, there's no THC in it. But, you know, people have fixated on this one ideology. Yeah. And Kratom, unfortunately, had the stigma that, that, yeah, you know, there's obviously myths and whatever else, but from what I read before, um, I knew about anything. Yep. Um, I read this. Yeah. It was big pharma. Yep. Uh, kind of, you know, 
want to control this in a sense, but what I read was what I just said. And then now you've got the guys like the Joe Rogans and the, the Mark Bells who are putting out massive productions uh, for, with Netflix and Joe having the platform he does, talking openly about yeah. using Kratom for the benefits of XYZ. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, I know your, your company, uh, Uprising Extracts, is coming more of a, a, a different route. Yeah. Uh, you've been working on the shots, the gummies, yep. the soft gels, um, and the dosages on, on these. Uh, so the, the the way we dose them, uh, so the, the gummies we dose purposely because the problem with Kratom shots, right, is there it's concentrated. Just like if you take a concentrated pre-workout, right, it's going to be much stronger than if you just took like a, a standard pre-workout. So mm-hmm. the shots are much more stronger. And I don't, somebody that's never taken Kratom, I wouldn't recommend them taking a shot because like I was talking to Justin earlier. Right, he was talking about his like GM. Yeah, your GM. Yeah, Justin D's, and he was telling me that like, oh, I've taken kratom a couple of times and it makes me sick. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just take the shot, and I'm and I'm like, read the and I he had it on his desk, and I go, one shot is three servings, bro. Mm. That's the problem is that a lot of people don't realize that a shot of kratom isn't just one serving. Mm. Right. So they down it. And it hits them, and, and it, it may, it'll make it. If you take too much of a lot of things, it'll make you sick. See, but how do you divvy out a the third? cap? The cap. So the cap is a lot of a lot of kratom companies. The cap is okay. a serving size, and a lot of people just see the, the cap, shot is the this cap. the cap the cap the cap. The, the people the see cap. the shot is this big, and they assume oh that's one serving, yeah, it's not that but much. it's concentrated, so right. you can't. So the gummies are 20, mil, 20 milligrams per gummy, which is a great starting dose for somebody because a, a girl that's never taken kratom could take one or two gummies, mm-hmm. and they're not they won't get sick off that dosage, but they will feel it. So then you can work up to a dose that you feel comfortable with, and then you can move on to the shots. So so how are you combating? you know, the stigma that Kratom has right now. If you're a pioneer in this in this industry, right? Because that's what you are, really. Yeah. There's, there's only, there's a, there's a few companies going to be at the Olympia, yep. granted, but yep. there's no, you know, there's not many. Yeah. So what are you doing as a company to kind of, you know, combat this fight of... Education. Of yeah, Education is the most important thing when it comes to, to, to products like this. Um, m- my goal with Uprising Extracts, as long as Mark Matthews as well, is to educate people as to what it's used for, why it's, it's not used to be taken just to, I want to take it to feel good. Yeah. Like that's not why you, you take the Kratom. The Kratom is one of many reasons. Right? Yeah. Like you, I, I take it for on certain days when I want to work out or if I'm, if I'm in like a lot of pain or if I'm like trying to, like if I, let's say I'm, I'm home and it's an off day and I'm exhausted. I'm like, I got to get some work done. I'll take a little Kratom. It'll boost me up. Nootropics. I get focused. So I use it on an as-needed basis, right? But a lot of people just take things because, oh, I, I, I may, it makes me feel good. Well, mm. that's not the reason to take it all the time. Yeah. And I feel like there's not enough education from the companies that come out with Kratom. They're just like, take this, it's good. Mm. And they don't explain it. And my basis behind this is, obviously, I want people to take Uprising. I want them to love the product, but I want them to also understand and have the education behind it before they go using it because i don't want people thinking oh this made me sick well there's education behind it and you need to understand the education first and foremost now there's a kratom i think has blown up and a lot of people that use it understand it Mm -hmm. but the people that follow me that never taken it i want them to understand it before they use it because i feel that listen kratom might not be for everybody it's for a lot of people and I think it can ben- it has a lot of benefits than just bodybuilding, which is 
why you see it in 7-Elevens, why you see it, it's big in smoke shops, it's big at the events, you know, they have the conventions here where the Kratom's uh, set up booths all over the place. So um, there's a lot more value to it than just walking into a smoke shop because you want to buy a, a vape pen and some Kratom. You know, so my goal is to introduce it into the fitness world and show the benefits of it with the education behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, last thing before we move on to another subject, because I feel that's, you know, that, that, that's a lot of knowledge that yeah. they just pu- you know, passed on. But uh, Kratom is federally legal, right? I think yes. a lot of people don't it's, know that. It's legal in like n- almost every state, but I think there's like a few states that are a little iffy. Yeah. Um, but most states, it's 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 okay. legal. Like you could walk into a 7-Eleven almost anywhere and buy it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of a gas stations sell it. Um, any smoke shop sell it. Uh, every smoke shop I walk in now, I'll just be like, hey, do you guys carry Kratom? Oh my God, yeah. So I just, I asked just to kind of see. Interesting. Yeah. It, okay. It's crazy the um, the traction the Kratom has gotten since I started um, learning about it in 2019 mm. or 2018, 2019 when I met Mark and to where it was and to where it is now, I've seen the boom. So I, I want to boom it into the fitness industry because I think it can help a lot of people. I really do. Yeah, yeah but you, you, again, you don't have to name names, but you were being affiliated with companies. Jesus. I guess I, I guess I guess that oh, was fuck. Who's knocking? Fucking Jesus. Fucking Nick. hell. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I said knock on the door. Man, I didn't man, say man. break the fucking thing. What you talking about, guy? <laughs> oh, you Jesus said knock loud? Right. Well it was broke the glass. Nick, you see all them fucking photos in the wall? Yeah. That that them photos all nearly came off the wall. <laughs> For all of you yeah, that are yeah, listening yeah. on Spotify, Nick, Nick just Nick Walker just walked in. Um, you want to sit real quick? Yeah. What time? Well, since we t- let me let me just give you a little bit of back back law, uh, you know back information here. We were supposed to start the You're podcast. Totally blocking at my fucking, view, by the way. Yeah, sit down. Get at, that at two thirty. At two. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm glad. Do not cut any of this out. Uh, we were supposed to start this podcast at two thirty. Guy jumped in the chair and at three thirty. Fuck and, and you! Wife, I was done at two fifteen. Wait, my wife has to leave. Literally, oh no! You want to go, Dick? Sit down. You want to sit down? Or you want to sit down? Wait, Ali, you didn't ask me any like. You want to sit down? Ask, like, ask me. Oh, ask me. Ask me. Ask me a question. You 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 want to know? You've known me for fifteen. Well, I've known you for fifteen years. Yeah, I've known you since you've been with him. There's no camera Ten on you, years. by the way, Nick. Ten years. I don't know a question that I don't know I don't, or something that you just wanted to ask during the podcast because I've known you for so long. Well, I was, we, we, we could have got some good shit out there, but now we're squeezing the lemon right down. She's fucking leaving. There's no lemons. Where you gotta go? You really want to know? Oh, you gotta get no, a no, fucking. Come on. I'm in Botox. Yeah. Jesus Christ, guys! This is my fucking podcast. <laughs> The kind of fucking shit. Nick Walker just burst through the fucking the door like a uh, locked my view. Trip. You, you, you know here. what Nick looked like? You know um, what's that? Uh, what's that fucking skit that's uh, on uh, Family Guy S- when, oh. uh, when he comes through the wall? Oh yeah, that fucking. He just sounds like Macho it? Man. Kool Aid. The Kool Aid guy. Yeah, he comes Kool-Aid. through and he comes through. <laughs> he kicks the door through. He's like, oh yeah, and then he's always embarrassed because he's broke shit. You seen that skit on Family Guy? Yeah, did you ever I see? I was fucking Nick coming through the doors. Nick texted me. I said, just knock the door. Blah, 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 blah. You guys, you, you know what? You've seen that. Yeah. The hole. This is a fake wall, by the way, that I'm looking at. All my 8 by 10s rattled. The door fucking came off the hinge. And then Nick comes through. Oh, fuck. Do you told, me to, told me to knock. <laughs> <laughs> knock loud, I said. Are you going to put the headphones on and sit? I'm going to sit in my seat. Yeah, jump, jump, jump in your neck because yeah. there's no camera in you there. 
Here. Jump there. Jump in this in this seat, you. Have fun. Love you. See you at home. What a fucking. <laughs> yeah, we're on the tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll just get in between you two. Aw, it's cute. All right, bye. Nick, what's up, bro? Podcast two. I'm back. We're back. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, well, you know what I said. I said I'm back. I'm back. Bring this. Bring this in. Oh, I'm back. Does, okay. does, Nick, does Nick look really uncomfortable sitting there? He like just looks just too just big to do anything. Too big to do anything. Are you comfy, Nick? Do you want some pillows? <laughs> <laughs> this is. This I do. Babe, have a good one. Babe, love you. Tell us uh, what we need to do here. We good? Um. So. All right, I, on I, to I, bigger, better things. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. That's Thank that's you. been um, an incredible, um, you know, investment for your, yeah, for you, and and obviously you're doing some. Uh, it's been a very too. long time. Just yeah. so people know, it's been well over a year of developing the products. And it's be fucking more than that. It's fucking I, you and a half. I, I said well over a year. Yeah. Um. So you told me about this earlier. You asked me about this, and I was like, dude, I, I don't know. And, and yeah. Um, and then, then I educated myself to to you know let's not be around the bush. I educate, educated myself to really. Help you make sure that this was a world that because it was, was very gray, unlike uncharted waters. But that's why I mentioned CBD because yes, that's that's where CBD was. And look at it now. What are we talking? About? We're talking about the uprising extracts, the kratom company that um, started. That's about to go live in a couple weeks. Can we exchange this fucking pillow for a teddy? It was like <laughs> this is such a great visual. Nick's this is cradling this little fucking. <laughs> this is comfortable. Nick, what's up, man? I'm just getting comfortable before I work out. Okay. What, are you going to shoot it off soon? Huh? Or can we... Can we uh, no, can Joey's going to be late. He is? Oh, good. Oh, so because he's late, I got more time with you? A little bit. Uh, so, so, Nick, you want to you wanna interview Guy with me? Let's interview him. Well, I, Nick's, Nick, Nick was... He might lie, but Nick was a fan before he was one of my closest friends. I was never a fan. You're such a fucking liar. I hated you. He did not hate me. Why'd you have a picture that you came up? Hey, hey, bro, um, can, can I get a picture with you? That was like the third time I asked after you, you denied me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, because I didn't want to get out angle. Then Nick, said, bro, yeah. I was like, he get out angle, but it's fucking. There were so you. many times prior. I'm like, hey, you get a picture. Like, oh yeah, yeah in a minute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this. Look at the fucking size of Nick. Yeah. I have one just like that. No, look, look, that's me. Yeah, you look gonna fucking, fucking show the camera. Nick showed, sent me this earlier. My first picture was guy was right after his uh, shoulder, shoulder surgery. surgery. <laughs> I had a, I had a jacket on and a beard. Yep. Where was it, Nick? Was I diet for you? My face is all fucking sunken, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it must be diet. What well, year was, was that? I don't know when that. That was July. Yeah, probably for the Olympia, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, even though. Fucking may as well just say it right Tyus We've kind of shot the fucking podcast with Nick already We were trying to fucking diddly dally around this But um, We'd done the podcast and we didn't even fucking talk We started talking about How we met And then Nick Nick just was like oh, Let me take it right back Let me take it right back again <laughs> we, we went back in time like 30 times Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how we met was I seen him at Steve's and him and his dad was there and, Oh uh, pops Yeah, and um, My doppelganger Yeah <laughs> And we we started. To, well, I see Nick obviously, and and you know high praise for Nick. I think he was, what was it two weeks out, three weeks out from the USS? I think so. Yeah. At the and then time. then obviously you didn't you didn't end up doing the USS, yeah, but year, you were yeah. one of the front runners for that. And um, so if anybody watches this podcast and watch Nick's podcast, that's the fucking the the uh, the, the short fucking bullet points of the unfinished question. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But anyway, it's a Guy Sistanino podcast. So, Guy, um, you just, what is it, a couple of months ago, came back from Pakistan. And you had, like, a fucking guy walking around with you with AK-47s. What, what was Guys. that about? What was that about? Why, why, why do you need protection in Pakistan? I, I didn't. I, I, I honestly, to be honest, I don't think Pakistan, I don't think I needed that. But I think the problem is. You is certainly didn't need that. Yeah, I don't think that. But but what, what does happen is, like, when I was out in public, like, I went to a mall once just to get shoes, and they weren't allowed mm. all them. They wouldn't allow all them in the mall with all their AKs. But the amount of people that swarm you. Really? To get to take pictures because they just they really don't see bodybuilders out there. It's more of like to protect you, so like nothing, like people don't get too close to you. Like when I was training, mm. if there weren't those guards around me, people would have been in like t- like touching me during my set. Yeah, I've been in India, so, so you yeah. so I the same thing in India. So it's it's more of like they're just wowed. It's like there's Allah and then bodybuilders. Like they look like they're not far off to them. Like that's how <laughs> there's Allah and then there's bodybuilders. No, yeah, because they, they look at Allah and then, and then like to me it's like Allah and then like bodybuilders to them. Like bodybuilders are very high up on the totem pole. They're very like infatuated with bodybuilders. So what, is it a safe? Do I think it's a safe place out there? Yeah. Do I think there's was a need for that much protection? No. I, I understand why they had people. I don't think it was that necessary to have that much. Yeah. Were they military yeah, yeah, yeah. guys? Where they, where they, where military they? ex-cops. They were um their their form of the Navy SEALs, some of them. Like ex-Navy SEALs, like to what whatever the version mm-hmm. is over there, that's what they'd be considered, yeah. All right, okay. One yep. guy looked like he just fucking woke up, fucking creased fucking uniform. Like, they they, they actually, they were walking around with AKs. <laughs> Dude, they were walking around with AKs, and I go, I go, can I ask you a question? And like, I go, what are you going to do if you have to run after somebody? You have sandals on. No. Yeah. And they go, you break law, you get shot. Uh, I said, okay. Simple question. Meaning like, if you break a law, they're just going to shoot you. They're not going to fucking chase you. So what, what, what are you doing out there? Um, I was, so my, my, one of my closest friends, um, Fazal Abbas, uh, we call him Mo. Say that three times. Fazal Abbas, Fazal Abbas, Fazal Abbas. Just appeared behind you. Fazal Abbas. Great guy, by the way. Um, you think you've met him before? Yeah. Um, so he's big in Pakistan. Um, his family's out there, and he just wanted to promote the sport of bodybuilding more. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just did some uh, some meet and greets. Went to a bunch of gyms. There was a little expo they had there, um, and it was absolutely awesome. So yeah. we were act- we're trying to eventually have put on a show in Pakistan, which is why I went out there, kind of look at venues, different things, um, because pro- hopefully by next year we want to do an you know NPC show out in Pakistan. So that that was you? the main goal. And, the, and the, the your guy Sistanino brand, or is it something that you're just a part of? No, no, it's going to be me and the, uh, my buddy who's from Pakistan, Fazal. We were going to do it as a Good. team. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's still in the works. That's why I actually I'm supposed to go back there in January again. All right. And then what else has been going on in the world of Guy Sistanino right now that you love to fill the fans in on other than Nick Walker bursting through the fucking door? Um, well, you said my coaching. Um, I'm just, uh, my coaching has been taken off. I've been putting more time into that ever since, uh, you know, bodybuilding. Um, you know, my, me and Nick have, uh, we've got some business ventures happening in the works. Yep. Um, you know, we've, uh, obviously everybody knows that the, the podcasts have been, you know, huge and, and we've done a lot of things together. And, and Nick, you know, I met Nick a couple years ago. And uh, Nick became very fast. One of my clo- we had a little. It wasn't even an altercation. We just had. It was just a l- something that happened. I called Nick, and we had a conversation, and we squashed it. And to make a long story short, the what he said to me changed my view of who he was as a person. And he and I said it to him. Um, I've spoken about him in the, even recently, and I said that day, 
made you go from somebody I didn't know to somebody I knew was going to be a very close friend of mine? Because what he said to me at that, were you 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a pro yet. No, you weren't. And I go, the fact that you were able to admit that, say that at 25 years old, most men at fucking 40 wouldn't do that because they had too much fucking pride. And he was like, nope, this is what happened. I'm sorry. And I was like, you know what? And I said to him on the phone, I go, the fact that you just said that to me, I go, put you in a different level than 99% of the people in my life. And he's been that, we've been that close ever since. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, when he, when he was uh, with his last company, before that, you know, we were obviously doing podcasts together all the time. And I had went to Nick and I was like, um, hey, I, go, I think it'd be a good idea, you know, at some point, because when we were on the podcast together. It was always like, we would always do this, the hearts. The we hearts. would always have like the little... Uh, the little like, yeah, we would always do this to each never other. Never done that to me on the podcast. Well, you're not a close friend of him like me. So uh, anyway, uh, it's fucked up. Flex. <laughs> it better be a little one. It better be to be the full hands. What, 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 okay, is fucking, okay. what is little about anything with this? I, I know, I know. <laughs> little Carry fingers. On. On. And uh, you know, we we spoke about kind of doing. So we we wanted to venture into the podcast world, you know, with ourselves. And then uh, you know, from sponsorship obligations, it kind of um, faded out. And the position that he's in now, you know, he's in a position where, you know, he's a free agent. He's looking, you know, to, to, to uh, move on in, in his life and bodybuilding and um, pick up a new sponsor and do what he does. And he came to me. He's like, you know what? He goes, remember what you talked about a couple months back? I go, about the podcast? He's like, yeah. He's like, I think we should fucking do it. And I said, let's fucking do it. So um, we've been in communication. We're figuring some things out. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of people do podcasts um, and they do a very good job. And, you know, obviously I, I've been, you know, on Fuad's podcast, Bro Chat. I will continue to be on Fuad's pod- podcast. I will never go um, anywhere. That's been uh, a podcast I enjoy doing. Um, and it's something that just, it, for me, it's fun. I enjoy doing, I enjoy talking to my friends. It's fun. There's no stress. It's, it's something that I think helps the industry, it helps people. And, you know, there's a different direction. Me and Nick have a different relationship and there's just things that we will kind of want to talk about and do things differently. So we've been kind of mapping that out and it's not ready to launch yet, but we've been, you know, in the stages of fine tuning things and kind of figuring out which direction we're going to go. And I think within the next, um, I would say month or so, we should be ready to rock and roll. Oh, so, so this is an exclusive. Hmm? Is exclusive? As far as like first breaking the news. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, yeah. We've never we broke the news. Yeah. Broke the news here on the podcast. The, the uh, guy in Nick podcast. Yeah. Why does Nick feel like he's in the back room? Pull that fucker right in again. Tell me again. Which part? There we go. It's <laughs> great for hey. You know what it is? It's, congr- congratulations, guys. I, I yeah. obviously I got my relationship with both you guys, yeah. and, and I think that you know you both bring uh, a great dynamic. Oh, to yeah. The other podcast. We were we were thinking of names, and then he was. We, I was like, and I'm like, these are all taken. He's like. Let's just do the Guy and Nick podcast. And I was like, that'll definitely be available. <laughs> He's like, that should work. <laughs> the Guy and Nick podcast. So are you going to go do this kind of uh, virtually? You know, um, on uh, like the yeah, face for now. Yeah, for now. And then, you know, obviously as time goes on, we're going to do stuff where like, you know, I go to him, he comes to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we don't, this is the thing. I don't want to do a podcast like everybody else. I don't want to do the same shit. Like, you know, um, you know, and I'll get, listen, Fuad does his thing, and he's one of the best at what he does with the podcast. Oh, Fuad is he is it. fucking amazing, which is why I love being on his podcast yeah. because he's a good dude. Um, and listen, I do the podcast for free. 
Yeah. I, I spend my time on that podcast as everybody else does for free because I enjoy the people that I do it with and I, I en- and I enjoy the outcome and I enjoy the oh, yeah. reach and I enjoy yeah. listening to people say we save their lives, we fix this, we help them. I think that's, that's the best part. That's exactly why I do it. And I like doing it with people that I call fucking friends. And you know what? I, there was a point, and you know, I, I had a quick conversation with who I talking about, you know, possibly want to start my own podcast. And I think in the world of bodybuilding, there's plenty of fucking slices of pizza to go around and everybody can have a seat at the table. Mm. And I think mine and Nick's dynamic and ha- it's almost like a big little brother thing. Like he comes to me with questions or this or, Hey, what do you think about this? And I, I try to guide him as best as I can. And we just get along. We laugh our balls off. We cr- he cracks on me. I crack on him. <laughs> like I, I love his his mom and his dad are fucking phenomenal people. Couldn't be nicer people in the world. Mm. Um, and it's just like me and Nick just click, man. And it, and people like to see it works. Me, yeah, people just like me and Nick together. Yeah. So I said, you know what? You know, let's give the fucking people what they want. You know, let's let's fucking give them dive what they in. Want. Give them what they want. I said, let's dive into the podcast world, and you know, it kind of faded out. For a little bit, I didn't think it was going to happen um, when he was with his last sponsor, you know, because he was doing his own thing and, you know, there were certain things he was and wasn't allowed to do. But, you know, now that he's kind of, you know, out there and free agent and he, he was the one that came to me and was like. Free balling. Yeah. Free balling commando. And he was like. All day. Long. Dick swinging. Literally long. I wouldn't say it's that long. <laughs> long and long and thin. Spaghetti noodle. This is the fucking Nick and Spaghetti Guy podcast noodles. right now. I'm just fucking waiting to come in. You got, you got that dick. <laughs> Jesus, it's not even there. <laughs> Shove it up inside the balls. Yeah, and people want to walk in. Hey, I got no stock. Is I, that okay? If I, you want to show that fucking little shriveled up thing off, go ahead. No way, man. Never. No way. I never. That, if, if that sock fell off once no. back there, would it? Do- you know, man, the rumors sock, that'll dude. be going around the industry. No dick. <laughs> it was no a fucking, dick. It's one of Maxon's socks. <laughs> but anyway, I'm grabbing my podcast back. The only way I'd go in there with no sock if I was Bolus. Where, where, where are you going, yo? I'm trying to fucking keep it on the fucking track, yo. You, you, the Nick and the Guy podcast is taking off already, but I want to know more about about this podcast. So, Episode it, number one, Guy and Nick podcast. Well, so gonna, when, when you say this is going to launch? We, so, when do you want to film? We So... I sent Nick a picture the other night, so I had my I had my tech guy over yeah. switching things. I had a, um, the camera that I was talking to you about, the one that um, you have set up. Yeah. Uh, so there's things that I like. I had my old laptop that I was just going to use for the uh, podcast. Yeah. I got it all set up, ready to go. Turned on the camera, and I was like, "Oh, this camera's fucking old as fuck." So I, I got a new camera. I had to get an external camera. So I have the guy switching, uh, transferring everything from the old laptop to the new laptop. And then I have to figure out somebody like your tech guy who knows how to set up the, the, the Sony camera and run all the wires. So that's the last final step in like getting everything done. Yeah, make sure you take it off uh, overheat. What the fuck was it again, Tyus? It's like a set and that, that uh, if you run it for a certain period of time, it will literally shut down if it goes, if it overheats. So you have to manually override it. Really? Yeah, I'll talk about it off the fucking podcast, but we were in the middle of a fucking podcast getting some Shoot. deep shit, and, and I just see him go, like this, like a, a mute freak out. <laughs> Didn't say a fucking word, he just went, <laughs> the facial expressions. I was like, is this guy okay? <laughs> Looked like you got fucking stung by a bee, but um, I'm happy for you guys. Fucking proud of you both. Seriously, you know, as you said, there's, there's a lot of... Different podcasts in this space. You know, I jumped in. You know, mine mine is completely different to anybody's yeah. out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't do, 
I don't do the 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 fucking uh, TMZ shit. I don't do the bro chat stuff. Yep. I don't do the. I'm a sit down guest on the sofa. Let's Relax. get into the nitty gritty. Let's 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 get into the mind. Shed some tears. Nick was trying to get me to fucking cry earlier. <laughs> shit. Come close. Come close. I got you. I got you. I, I, well, no, you didn't get me, but. As long as Tyus doesn't fucking put me on screen, my on the screen. Go. He had that bottom lip. No, a bit. no, no. It was good. It was good. He had the <laughs> the quivering lip. Oh, but yeah, uh, I think like mine and Nick's podcast. Like Nick has a like. Obviously, you interviewed him. A lot of things that he told you, I, I'm sure I've already known. But there's a lot more to Nick. There's a lot more to Guy. There's a lot more to people than just eating food and lifting weights. Of course. Yeah. And I think I want to dive more into like that part mm. inside of things like nick is more than just a bodybuilder you know then the people don't understand that I, and like you know i used to, used to bust my balls nick would be like like on the on the bro chat you can cook you can do this you can hunt you can fish you can draw you can bop, 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 bop. you can never but so it's all those things that we just never get to talk about yeah. that i really want to dive into deep on a deeper level mm-hmm. with nick and if we have a guest on or, or whatever like we don't we don't know the full direction we're going to go, and I want it to happen organically. I just want to start the so podcast. Wing it. Yeah, we're just going to wing it. That's what I'm saying. We're just going to wing it and see where it goes. Fucking hit live, yeah. and, and just go to town. Yeah. Just, just you know, have fun. Yep. You know, have laughs. And I mean, you know, with us now, right? We we were talking last night. Well, this is going to be a shit show. Oh yeah, this is not the podcast I thought we would be talking about. I no. thought we would have been fucking rolling on the floor. Well, we're not done yet, so no, I know. And we brought Nick in to help too. But um, <laughs> talking about fucking. Some of the stories last night. We were talking about some of the, the shenanigans you and I have been going up to over the years. And Germany. I want to. I want to say. I don't know if you know this, Nick. He, Nick doesn't know anything about overseas yet because so, he doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't have a, a passport. You have a passport, Nick? I'm getting one. <laughs> what happens? It's if in the th- works. Okay. What, what happens if somebody says, "Hey, Nick, I want you to gas pause." You, you, you a million dollars. Yeah. I've al- I've already said I don't got a passport. Oh my god. <laughs> well, when you get a passport. You know, a guy, guy and me will will catch you up to fucking speed. And yeah. If you if you go will and ever end up traveling with me and guy, we'll you have you no rooms. idea what it's like. We've had we almost got arrested in Germany. I've been nearly arrested. Well, Sounds fun, but well, talk about fucking scanning straight off the out of the blocks. But I was signed with BSN, as you know. Oh, fucking hell, Nick's so big. I have to fucking manually. Hold on. I might have to just kick this up. It's going to be a problem, Tyus. Okay, there we go. What does Nick being big have to do with... I can't, I can't turn. I, ne- I, I fucked my trap up doing pull-ups on camera last week, but that's another story. So <coughs> when, when we were training with... Um, sorry, when I was with PSN, I started traveling with Guy. Guy was there. Um, we went Germany. We went fucking all over. Everywhere. Right? Every time. I'm not fucking kidding you. Yet. Every time I went on the plane with Guy, there was something that catastrophically went wrong. Not like, not like, you know, you somebody put, no, to the point where I was with BSN and I'm flight first class, right? Somehow, ticket would be swapped to middle seat to fucking go somewhere international. I'm not flying. I land in an airport. The airport went on strike. Germany, this is in Germany. This is in Germany. Guy Sistanino. We walk, we, to the point where, walking dead in the airport. there, There was a complete, Dead airport. We got off the plane. We took the wrong direction. Then we had guns pointed to us because we were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, we did, the, the door was locked, and we didn't know where to go. So we opened the door manually, 
and the fucking fire, some alarm just starts, the whole airport alarm went off. So all of a sudden we're like, what the fuck? So these guys come running at us with fucking guns and Flex is like, Boris, Boris, it's okay, relax, Boris. Because everybody, he assumes everybody's name in Germany is Boris. So he's screaming Boris. These guys can't understand us. Alarm's going off. We're like, and then they're trying to tell us where to go. We're like, we don't speak fucking German, bro. We don't know what we're doing. Well, I, I wasn't going to get into the details of it. And then I lost my bag. Yeah. That, that same, that, 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 bro, I, I. Then I was yeah. in Germany shopping for underwear. So my point of all this is. When I went back, and after three or four, maybe seven fucking issues, I went to BSN and I said, hey, listen, I love this company, but we're going to have major problems if you make me fly with Guy Sestanino any longer. <laughs> so in my contract, I fucking made it, see, made it quicklier that if we're flying anywhere, we are not to be put in the same flight. On my fucking So life. I flew by myself from moving forward. I, I did. There was so much issues. Calamity Guy, I called him, because there was, <sighs> uh, there was always issues with him. And we all know, Guy is one man of many fucking stories. Of, yep. Many stories, and one person I love to call every when you're couple, having a bad couple, day couple of your days, day better. and I'm in bed, and I go, fuck, babe. Nothing's on TV. Let's see what's going on in the world of Guy. Let's see what fucking... <laughs> Shit show life is going on over there in the northeast. Somebody's running into my car. Somebody's fucking getting in a fight. Oh my god! But anyway, it's always fun, and that's the the pleasure of uh, yeah. of, of having you as a friend because the stuff that normally hits the uh, the net after several you know days, I've already heard about. I'm like the friend that people call when they're having a bad day to make their days feel better because yep. they hear what happens to me. They're like, oh, yep. my day's not that bad. That's true. I'm doing good today. Yeah, nobody hit my car. Sorry, guy. Glad hey, you're guy. doing good, Nick. As long as you're doing good, I'll take all the fucking heat, bro. Hey, guy, I'm not feeling good today. Tell me how fucking yeah. shit your life is right now. I'm like, well, you have an hour? What fucked up shit did you get into today? I went, guy answers the phone like this. You won't fucking believe this. I'm like, babe, get the popcorn. It's a fucking big one. You won't fucking believe my day. Or remember, it I, starts off like that. The 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 most recent, create well, not recent, but the the you were talking to my father last night on the phone. Yeah. Right? The Rice Krispie tro- oh treat God. story. I nearly, said, I nearly brought that up earlier. Did you? You hit, told me that story. Yeah. yeah. Well, my dad ate loaded Rice Krispie treats, and my mom. Oh. Tell a story without letting the fucking engine out. Just go for it. Okay, so I was at. Hold the, on, guys. I got to cut out. You want to lift? It's on the train. Oh shit, Nick! You should hear this fucking story. I heard he heard it. He's okay. He, bye, Nick. He, he knows. Bye, every, he knows. Every, he knows every story that I've ever I know told. All of this guy's stories. It was a pleasure. <laughs> pleasure on my watch. Your fucking mouth. Bye, Nick. Pleasure. <laughs> Leave the door on the fucking hinge, Nick. Yeah, don't slam it. Tell us how much of a fucking shit show podcast has this been today? Is that fucking rolling? Rolling. I, 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 this is this is a okay. But this is what one, you, this is what he wanted one, right now. If there's one analogy of, of guy, this is it. Tornado. People coming in, people coming out. Fucking doors shaking, but fucking things breaking. Wouldn't have it any other way. Podcast with Guy Sistanino. the best. So my dad at the fucking. Olympia last year I went to the Olympia Then I drove I flew to I drove to Boca To film For Blackstone I got a phone call From a friend And he calls me up And he's a cop In the area And he goes Hey bro I'm with your dad He's not doing well And I was like What? And he said I'm with your father I'm at your house I don't know what's wrong But we called the squad we're taking him in the ambulance. He goes, I don't know what's wrong. He's sitting in your chair, can't open his eyes. I don't know if he had a heart attack. He's like, he's having trouble standing up. He can barely talk. 
So I start fucking panicking. I'm, I called my mom hysterical. My brother goes to pick my mom up. They fucking drive to the emergency room. I'm looking at flights to change. I'm debating getting in the rental car from Florida and driving home to Jersey. Like, I thought, like, something serious was going to happen to my you, father. You like, call I, me. Yeah, I, fucking, I, was, I was fucking crying. Panic. I was yeah. complete panic because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm usually very good in bad situations. That was probably the worst situation because I've never had somebody call me and tell me something was wrong with one of my family members. And I was, like, like incapacitated. So my mom calls me and she's like, we're going, um, she's like, relax. We're going to the emergency room. I'll call you when we get there. She's like, go to the gym. Just chill out. She's like, don't, don't take a flight home. Don't drive. We'll let you know what's going on. So I calm down. I think I was driving to the gym when I called you. And then uh, I get to the gym. I'm ne- I was training back and buys. I'll never forget. I was trying to just get out of my head, did back. I was on the first bicep movement. I was doing e- easy curl, um, easy curl bar curls. And I fucking did a couple reps and I fucking dropped the weight and I went, son of a bitch. And I called my mom and I go, Ma, are you in the ER? And she's like, Yeah. I go, Are you with Pop? And she goes, Yeah. I go, Just like this. I go, Ask him what he ate today. And she's like, Hun, what did you eat today? And he's like, uh, I, I had breakfast and just, I just sat for lunch. And I was like, I just in this exact voice, I go to my mom because I made loaded Rice Krispie treats before I left for the Olympia. What are loaded? Loaded with THC. <laughs> loaded with THC. <laughs> and I go, if, so when I leave, like right now, my, my dad watched my dogs yesterday till today. Then my mom came in my house. My mom's going to stay till I get home on Saturday. And I go, mom, I made weed rice Krispie treats. I forgot to take them with me. I literally called her when I left the house yeah. on the way to the airport. I was like, fuck, I forgot them. I go, do not eat them or you're going to be fucked up. I go, and if pop comes over, Make sure he knows to not eat the fucking Rice Krispie treats. Okay, okay, okay. So I go, Mom, did he eat the fucking Rice Krispie treats that I told you to not fucking have because they're loaded with fucking weed? And he go, my mom goes, Gaetano, to my dad, who has the same name as me. Did you eat any of your son's Rice Krispie treats today? And he goes, I had like, I don't know, two this afternoon. And I go, son of a bitch. I go, he's about 200 megs of THC in the whole, ma. That's I go, low, good fucking. fucking. So then my mom starts fucking laughing her yeah. balls off. And then now it turned into like hysterical crying to like laughing our balls off. Like this is a fucking yeah. joke. And my dad was, I, that happened on a, on a Monday. Yeah. I got home on Sunday afternoon. My dad still couldn't drive fucking home. He was still fucking high two days later. Yeah, your dad told me he was fucked up for a couple of he days. He was shot, bro. Yeah. Shot. And, and you know, whether whether this is true or not, but he swears to me because I asked him the question. No, he hasn't. He's straight Have edge. you ever... Is it the first... He's like, Flex, I have never smoked a joint. I don't know anything about this weed stuff. I know it's... You know, I haven't done nothing. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I haven't ever done it. My so, mom was a pothead. Talk about just fucking... Jumping in the deep end and going for it, huh? Zero to 60. Yeah, so when, um, I guess when the doctors and nurses came in and they told him that, I guess everybody was laughing. But well, he was so fucked up, he told me that yeah. he honestly thought he was dying. Yeah. And everybody was laughing. Laughing at him. <laughs> he goes, I was getting pissed because your mom's laughing at me. And I'm like, the fuck she's laughing? I'm dying and she thinks it's fucking funny. What, is she going to get all the fucking, the insurance money from? <laughs> I'm like, is that what you were going through your fucking head? Oh my God. Yeah, he's living with you, bro. Crazy. So, so was he pissed when he found out that the 
Well, my dad actually didn't know that I ever smoked weed because I didn't try weed till I was 30 because I was definitely afraid that my dad would fucking beat my ass. So um, even when my dad would come over, I would like hide my bong, hide all my weed so he couldn't find it, like make sure the house didn't smell. After that, I was like, fucking couch out of the bag now. Now when he comes over, the house is fucking staying. I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I you remember know? you were going through that movement. He'd be like, oh, fuck, my dad's I've coming. been on the phone with you a couple times. I was like, fuck, my dad's coming over. I got to yeah. fucking hide all this shit. It's like a fucking teenager. Yeah, dude. I was my dad scared the fucking, scared like the life out of me as a kid. Mm. He literally said to me at a stoplight one day, he goes, if I ever caught my kids doing drugs, I'd be in jail for murder because I'd rather fucking be in jail for murder than watch my kids go down a fucking path of drugs. And I'll never forget him saying that. So I was scared to death to try drugs. Yeah. But, you know, little did you know. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. You're good. I just I, like I, my I, weed, man. Yeah. It calms me down. It brings me to like a level of everybody else. I think everybody likes a calm guy, Cicinino. If I was smoking weed the day I, on the Hack Squat video, I probably wouldn't scream at anybody. Yeah, which is a video that went fucking viral. I mean, Jesus, that, that video that, that you posted... As much shit as you got, you really capitalized on that. And that's one thing I, I, I told you when that happened. Remember you and I jumped in the car? Yeah, yeah. You better make fucking shirts from this. I was like, I'll Remember trust both of us were talking to you like, bro, I'm already on it. Yeah, done. And it was like that day. Mm-hmm. And you were taking a lot of shit from it. Yeah. But you were so fucking chill over. You were like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that video went everywhere. You got a lot of shit oh, from God. it. Tens of millions of views on fucking yeah. TikTok. But this, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I really don't. Mm. Like, the people that get upset about comments on social media it, it's laughable i'm like why does that bother you like i that video is pinned it's the first video on my it's got like over six thousand comments about five thousand nine hundred ninety nine are all negative <laughs> the fuck do i care yeah people started talking about fucking you being racist and stuff it's like, oh, oh my yeah. god Jesus it's yeah guys, people will put their fucking twist on anything to make themselves feel okay yeah and relevant it's ridiculous yeah. grown fucking men grown men commenting on another man's page like you're lucky you didn't do that to me because i would motherfucker you wouldn't have done shit mm. all these people that talk like that on the internet wouldn't do i don't talk like that. i wouldn't i don't tell anybody i'm gonna beat their ass or something on fucking social media because that's pointless mm. you want to tell me you're gonna beat my ass walk up to me at an expo and tell me you're gonna fucking beat my ass but then we'll see what happens yeah but i've been around you enough to know that you know you're kind of not that guy that no. talks you know, I think well, you, yeah, got, yeah. you got a documented history where you've you've said something, you've backed it up, and you've had face-to-face talks with a few people. Not that, you know, I'm trying to fucking sprinkle your ego. No. But as one of my best friends, I've known of, you know, certain circumstances that never have hit the fucking mm-hmm. social media that you've handled privately. Yeah, because I don't, uh, as as a, as a man, I don't feel like I'm I'm not going to do the bickering and the the texting or the uh, if I have a problem or you have a problem, we're going to talk. Yeah, and whatever, wherever the talk goes, it'll go. But I'm going to talk to one on one as a man. I'm not going to do the hiding behind fucking my phone shit. Like that's, that's ridiculous. That's such a fucking bullshit thing these days with these guys that they play the whole social media like you know they get my social media versus yours. Yep, or whatever it is. Yep, and it, nothing comes of it. Like as a fighter. As you know, the, the most of my fucking roller index mm-hmm. and friends are, are fighters. There's a outcome. Yes. Even if you don't fight in the same weight class, you can go to a local gym. Yep. Fucking strap up, put some pads on, fuck whatever you want to do. Well, bare knuckle, go for it. Yep. And they do. Yep. Stays away from social media. Exactly. But in our world, what do we end with? A fucking pause down? <laughs> so exactly. That's the problem. There's no, there's no fucking output. 
There's well, only, everybody always wanted to buy. Everybody's doing these boxes matches now because they. I've noticed that too. You know, everybody's trying to like yeah. say, "Oh, I'll box you, I'll box you, I'll box you." Yeah, you know, but the the, the the social media thing is flexing, and you know it better than anybody. At the end of the day, when we all die, our followers aren't going to be on our fucking gravestones, bro. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Comments. People can't comment on a gravestone, so it's all just fucking. It, it's all here for the now. But when life is all said and done, that doesn't mean shit. I'm going to have a new style grave. It's going to pop in likes and comments, refresh every fucking... Can I go and fucking... No, that's like caveman shit, bro. This is going to be digital. How many... What are we going to throw... So I'll just toss a cell phone in there before they close it? It's going to be like an iPad and it says, hey, hope all's well down under. And it's going to have doves and shit just popping up and... It's Billy Bob from Australia. You know. It'll be like, uh, the, remember iRobot, where he throws a thing on the ground, the guy pops up, it's, it's hologram of him talking. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> you never know. saw iRobot? No, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, so what's next for you this week? This week I'm here, um, and then I fly out tomorrow morning. I got to go to uh, Florida. I got to do some shoots for Blackstone Labs. We got some, uh, some deals happening, Black Friday stuff happening, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas deals, so we got to film some stuff for them. Yep. Um, and then back home. And then, uh, you know, besides that, you've been looking at houses in Texas. Um, oh. Yeah, real estate, yeah. Is mm-hmm. that something you're thinking of uh, moving uh, moving on down to the fucking Texas state, man? Mm, everything's bigger. Sentinel. Mm, that was horrible. Everything bigger than Texas. No. That 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 was like... No, oh, okay. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a southern drawl. Okay. I'll get it to it. Go mm-hmm. on, go on. Carry on. I'll so, my head. Um, being who I am, like the, the redneck side of me, the fishing, the hunting... I really enjoy um, the people in Texas, the atmosphere, the land. Um, I love the house layouts out there. Um, you can get a lot of fucking houses, uh, dude. It's crazy the amount you get. And Jersey's very expensive. And for what I do as a bodybuilder and being an entrepreneur, I, I lose a lot of money being in Jersey from taxes and this and that. So for me to be in, at a at a better spot for just business purposes um and you know i'm very close with branch and i've been looking at a lot of spots around there um you know i you've you've trapped you know you've been in a couple places you you wanted me to move to florida you want me to move to vegas uh, vegas is actually a spot especially last night we were sitting outside i was like this is fucking not bad weather but it was fuck what the fuck you talking about it was no 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 i'm it saying fucking it, freezing. it was but it showed me that there's like drastic change in temperature like in seasons which yeah. i i normally for the olympic we come out here in september it's fucking hot and then yeah. that's it you know yeah um but, but it, it is vegas have beautiful night. yes they do um but i said to you you know we were talking i'm like dude there's no like i can't hunt here like do you fish here anywhere like no they, see and that's they, those are hobbies that i really really you love fish. to do you can fish but uh you know <laughs> When you live in a backing up the fucking Everglades, which I used to, yeah, and you, you know you got the ecosystem, yep. that that it has out there with all the snakes, the frogs. You were fish. fishing every day, every twice a day. I know. I fucking, I that's probably one of the top three things I miss about Florida, believe it or not. Yeah, I, and I really do miss fishing. Yeah. So if there's anybody watching this podcast who's a competition fisher and wants to take me, big mouth bass, peacock bass, pay my way, <laughs> pay my way. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so like, <laughs> put a comment in the comment below. But anyway bodybuilding is not at the forefront anymore, meaning like I'm not a seven on a com- competitive stage. So the things that I enjoy doing now, I want to do more of, and I don't want to do less of. Yeah. So I want to go to a spot where I can utilize the things that I like to do. And Texas has everything that I like hunting. I like the laws. It's fishing, land, um, the it's people, the food. food it's a ve- yep. Red all, red all the way. Um, 
And it's just uh, it's it's a spot where if I went to, I know my family would be happy. Mm-hmm. My my dad would come visit me a lot and stay there and hunt, and I I would spend more time with my family. You would come down. Um, I'm closer to Gas Michael Johansson uh, branch, and I could do stuff uh, you know more hands on with them. So it just it's it's a it's something that's been really in the forefront of my brain for the past couple of years. And like you you said, you're you know now that I'm retired, I'm starting to make more moves than I did because. I was very hesitant when I was competing to make those moves because I was like, oh, I don't want to do this now. I'm still competing. It's a pain in the ass. But now, you know, the fact, you know, being single and, you know, not having, um, you know, any kids and having any ties to Jersey my, besides my family, it just makes sense for me to kind of, you know, up and move if, if the um, opportunity presents itself. I think one of your biggest issues is that you still love living the bodybuilding life still. And you still fucking train with these young guys as as if that's the only style of training you've you you've got to do, and it's a very punishing training what you've done. You know you've you yeah. train very similar to branch, and uh, for longevity and stuff like that, it, it's just it's not not conducive. No. You know I train three or four times a week. I train hard. I train with uh, you know either myself or, or Dom, Dumb. and I'm actually just setting up a home gym because there's no times in the day where I literally do not have time. Like yesterday, and people do not understand. Like yeah. you were roaming yesterday, you see what it's like. Yeah. Back-to-back calls. But it's all business. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got other businesses that I'm setting up yeah. as well. And they all need time. They all need nurturing. They all need fucking calls. Not on my time. With the fucking managers of the bank. Yep. With the fucking CEO of this company. The vice president of this company. And it's all done because of time differences. Yep. When I can, how I can. And training, unfortunately, is not there now to, to be focused on. It's still a massive part of my life. Yep. But it's not my life. Yeah. And I'll always be a bodybuilder. You, you know, you see how I am. I, 100%. I, I, I fucking love this sport. Yeah. I, this podcast is all about giving back to the sport in some shape or form. But yeah. um, in terms of me putting my heart back to front of me, like, I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. Yeah. I had to lose that mentality. Yeah. It's and, 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 and just to add, I think that you, not every day, but you still fucking put yourself as the bodybuilder that you know, it's going to make this fucking return. No. I, 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 no. Yes, but you say that. But I fucking see it. You, I'm telling it. you, I will never return to this You stage. came to my house with fucking eight meals packed, <laughs> fucking weighed out to the T. Am I fucking bullshitting? <laughs> but I'm not, I will never, dude, I'm, I, I, I will say this now, I will never compete again. Okay, but my, but again, going back to my point, yeah. you still live like that guy. You weighed out, you weighed out your food. Yeah. Six ounces, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you last time I weighed on my food. I can't fucking remember. That's how long it's been. I'm not finished. <laughs> you also have set schedules with your training, and, and you know it goes back to what we were saying yesterday. You said, like, if I don't train, I feel like you know, I'm wasting the weight, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's such a bodybuilder's mentality. Yeah. Now, when the businesses start kicking off, you're soon going to realize- I have no choice. That you have no choice. Yeah. You either fucking grow this business- or you grow your fucking calves, yeah. your back, your chest, whatever else. Yeah. So you're going to have this sacrifice. And once you're into that mentality and you keep moving, it's like, oh shit, you know, I'm still training, I'm still doing my thing, but there's the new focus, is that it? And I yeah. think you, and I, I can say the same thing for me and sometimes too, where I, I struggled with the transition, but for me, the more I, I focus on what should have, could have, yeah. would have happened, yep. I'm still stuck in that hamster wheel, right? But yeah. now I've got so much distraction, I've got so much going on, and then that's just the business side. And then I go home. I got to put the dad hat on. Yep. And, you know, um, 
my 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 little six year old six six year old and my little six month old yeah are there to see daddy you know that's another transition so um with you moving to houston i'm oh, sorry you, you moving to dallas right dallas texas is what you're looking out of houston yes dallas dallas, dallas. um i think that that is going to give you a new lease, lease of life it's yeah. going to pump a lot of you know air in your fucking tires yeah and you're going to hit the road and fucking run right, yeah and um there's there's elements that you've not been able to do because you're in new jersey you have a beautiful house you have a you know i'm proud of you your fucking house is beautiful you've got a lot of land you've got a lot of you know um prideful things that you you you've got and you do on the daily yeah you know um but i think if you was to put that energy into this move the new businesses yeah. the ability to network in new circles in texas you're gonna surprise yourself oh yeah that's i mean and that's kind of one of the main reasons and you know, like the bodybuilding thing, man, it's, it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's bodybuilding. It's before I was a bodybuilder, I always was conscious about what I ate and I always yeah. trained my balls off. And for me, the training was the bodybuilding thing. Like that's what made me the bodybuilder. I was never a bodybuilder because I liked the bodybuilder. I was a bodybuilder because I enjoyed working out and bodybuilding was just a byproduct of me being in the gym every day. So I always said whether I was in the gym body for bodybuilding or not, I would still be doing the same thing. Mm. So for me, even right now, the hard part is finding like when I was a bodybuilder when that switch was flipped it was on and it was fucking on and that's kind of what happens now I go in the gym the switch gets flipped and it's on and I don't and, and I'll say it's, it might be ignorant I still don't know how to when I'm in the gym and I, I'll go to the gym be like, All right, I'm gonna take it easy today I'm not gonna kill myself and I'll go in the gym and train legs and I'm fucking burying myself and I'm like what the and I get done and I'm like fuck I feel like shit and I'm like what I, I can't find the balance to figure out how to tone it back because I just don't have that switch yet and I, I'm trying to find it like yesterday we didn't train and my anxiety was through the roof I didn't tell you but I was like I, I can't I'm not fucking training this is insane like how the fuck am I not training how is your anxiety through the roof when I look to you fucking fall asleep in the gym you look fucking high, high and fucking relaxed when, when you were at my house you were like oh that was man, 10 o'clock at night yeah, what, what time? What, what time did we finish? Get done with my day? No, I'm talking about when we were, when we were supposed to train and we didn't train. Oh, and then we said we we're gonna come back and then we didn't. I was like, I had a camera crew and everything ready to fucking film yeah, well, us. But you know, what, what, what happened? What, I had a, I had that uh, three o'clock three o'clock appointment. That's right. But again, my day is fucking gone. I know. But that's what's going to happen with you. Well, I think if, when that happens to me, what I'll end up doing is waking up early and training on an empty stomach. Well, that's what I do daily now. That's I train, what I'll probably end up doing. I train at nine. I take I get up. I take my daughter to school eight fifteen. I come to the gym. I'm I'm sorry. 8 o'clock, I come to the gym by 8.15. Dawn meets me by 9, 9 uh, 9.15. We get training by 9.30. I haven't eaten a single thing at this yeah, point in time. Yeah, yeah. And I get in and I do a hell of a workout. Empty stomach and um, I eat my breakfast or whatever else. After that. You feel good? I feel great. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've lost a lot of weight and uh, I don't think I'm going to get any lighter, but um, my, my body was... Well, I say I was able to, to drop that way fast because of that fast. Yeah. And I would probably stop. There's no rhyme to reason. I mean, you stop and eat and stuff, you know, and I still enjoy myself. You know, it's just, I, eat, I love eating clean, but, you know, last night, it's like, you Fuck. and I were fucking going through Ardiana's Halloween <laughs> fucking candy stack. <laughs> Such a bad influence. And then this guy films, Tyus, this guy fucking films me on Instagram or whatever Stealing it was. His Stealing his daughter's Skittles. Jesus, so then Ali wakes up in the morning and she's like, Daddy. You gotta replace these. Daddy. I just a little guy. But, but, anyways. So, for me, it, you know, the, the mental aspect of it is I was never the biggest bodybuilder on stage. 
And for me, you know, I'm about 200, maybe 205 on a good day. Like, I'm not, like, I, I, the biggest I've ever been in is bodybuilding is 242, right? Um, that's, a, that's a big weight for you, bro. 242. Is that when you're working with Neil? <laughs> Factory. You, you, oh, you look like a big fucking Italian meatball. When that's because I was eating all that fruit with Neil. Yeah, you look like a big... Bloated up. Yeah. But the 242 was the biggest I've ever gotten. And then as my career went on, I usually was around 230, 233 was like the max. Mm. Um, but being 200 pounds, I mean, listen, do I feel good? Like, I feel limber, like, things don't You're hurt correct. as bad. But I look in the mirror, and it's like, you ha- like, your muscles just don't look the same. You know, and the problem is, is that recovery when you're a bodybuilder from what we take and training the way we train, it's almost like counter... And I know, I, I'm saying it, and I do it. It's, I'm taking TRT and training like I'm taking a full-on cycle, and... My recovery is garbage. I don't even do what I should be doing on the TIT. Well, ha- we, we, we talked about this yesterday. I'll, I'll do half a CC on, on Monday of tests, and I'm supposed to do another half CC on Friday, and half the time I miss Friday, and then I'll I miss on Monday, and then I'll be like, oh, I got to take a... Sh-. So, it, it, Three it, weeks ago. Yeah, it's I like, mean, it's, it's horrible. And even talking to Ali yesterday, but um, I think, listen, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, comparing yourself to what you used to look like, it's, it's always going to be a losing again. battle. It's never going to happen again. No. And even when you looked the way that you look back on and, and, and think, fuck, I wish I looked like that again. Even when you looked your best. I didn't like how I looked. You were not the best yeah. in your head. Yep. You were always chasing something. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You're always chasing something in the sport. You're always trying to up the bar on whatever. And the bar never ends. I mean, there's 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 a time... Well, you have to realize the bar ends for bodybuilding, but that bar transition to life now. Yeah, well, the, you have to realize that there's there's a time for everything, right? Yeah. There's uh, and you your your best version of yourself is being seen. Yep. So now, when you kind of peel off your clothes and you're hitting a couple of cheeky fucking most musculars in the mirror, because who doesn't do that? All the viewers know fucking at home. Of course, <laughs> still blast them fucking chest. Fucking walk, walk, walk by a nice car mirror, and you're like, yeah. well, I don't do the car mirror, bro. I'm talking about in my bathroom <laughs> on my own. Little pause the music, go and hit a couple of fucking transitions. When it, when, and when you when you do that, what do you think? When you look at yourself, I actually, I actually go like, okay, I'm actually in a good spot. Yeah, I tell you what. Because I went through the fucking stage of comparing myself to old. And I'm never going to get back there. No. And when I was there, as I said, I wasn't even happy. So now I'm like, I could either dwell in the past yeah. and be like, okay, that, that's, that was what I looked like. And man, I wish I looked like that again. Or, but I was fucking miserable. Yeah. At my biggest, I was fucking consuming so much food. I was training my ass off. I was fucking sore. But not once did I think in that moment that I was miserable. Yeah. I didn't think that I was sore. It was part of the job. Part it was of the- part of the process to be the best. Maintaining was, was fucking tough. Progression was unbelievable. I was fucking 260 at one point yeah. in time, right? I'm, I'm 210 right now, and I feel great. Am I happy with what I look like? I don't think I ever will be because I never was when I was on my biggest. Exactly. And even if I was fucking shredded weak right now, I don't think I'd be like, oh, I wish I was fucking a little bit bigger, this fucking lean. But my point is that I've been there and done that. I've got the fucking t-shirt and I know living through other athletes such as Nick Walker, such as X, Y, Z. And I get that passion from 
seeing them progress, seeing them fulfill their dreams, fulfill their goals, because I was once them, yeah. in them shoes, as were you. And now, for me, it's all about health, longevity, and yeah. I'm also, you know, passing back, you know, or passing forward, whatever the fucking the term torch. is now. And um, just really kind of be a, a, a figurative face of, um, of value yeah. for the industry. The, what people don't understand in bodybuilding is that the hardest part about bodybuilding is doing what we do and and a lot of the times you're miserable doing it mm. and having to be and when i say miserable people are like well, why do you do it if you're miserable i'm not saying miserable but when you're in a, a constant deficit and you're doing all this cardio and you have to train anybody that would do what we did would be at some way miserable and i think the athletes that are great at what they do is they're able to be miserable not show it and mm -hmm. still go through it and do it with a smile on their face and those are the athletes that I think make the best bodybuilders. Well, take bodybuilding out of it and yeah. replace it with fucking MMA. Yeah. The, these, these fuckers are getting kicked in the face, punched, you know, broken fucking arms, this and the other. Eye sockets. And they're turning up every single day yeah. in training to have that. Now, mm -hmm. they look at us and think we're crazy because yeah. we're going in there every day and fucking tearing ourselves down to build ourselves back up. But it's all relative yes. to what you, you, you're, you're trying to, to achieve in life and achieving... In, in, in your sport. So um, with with bodybuilding, it's a very unique sport. And unless you've put a toe in it, yeah. you can appreciate, you know, again, I don't mind if, it's a, it's if a, I bring it's up Tyus, right? Tyus is... I was going to bring him is, up earlier, but yeah. because well, he Tyus said... Tyus is my, my, my production and uh, producer for the show. And, you know, he is now in a, in a new chapter and, and a, a transformation, if we want to say that, Tyus. Or whatever, he's shrugging his shoulders, like whatever. But he's trying to get fucking jacked. Jacked. He's not saying no, no, no. But he's a very accomplished yes. man in itself, right? And he's now more so than anything else doing a meal prep. Yeah. And one of the first things he said to me today is like, fuck, I got so much more respect for you guys just trying to structure my day with the meal plans yep. I have. And again, he's not trying to be Mr. Olympia. He's doing this for health wealth and himself and trying to improve on on whatever element and and uh you know sector in his life yeah. but meal prepping and the food uh, uh con consumption alone is, is ridiculous yeah. and when you're then traveling the world and you know that okay this is going to last me up until this point well if i get a delayed flight <laughs> better cook another two just in case and then when i land well if i have all these meals i gotta get rid of them all but the guy on the other side i hope he makes me food and i've got so that's the thing i was constantly like okay when i land i'm flying a fucking uh korea right i had to make sure that the the guy who was handling me came and had all my meals ready yep. and he was making chicken and not cat you know whatever the fuck it could be variable and still, you know, you're dealing with translation. I'll just give one example. I know. There's millions that we've gone through. But again, it's it's a, a sport that is incredibly demanding. And to recircle back on everything we've been saying, when you take, when you take one of them uh, time-consuming elements out of your day and you replace it with business, yep. it could be whatever. Mm -hmm. It's... You, you soon realize just how much you devote to bodybuilding. And as you've been a pro of uh, many years, um, you're still living that life. So that's my fucking point. You need yeah. a sacrifice now. Something that's going to... The sacrifice in this quarter to get progression in the other. And 
with that being said, you sacrificing now the you know your life in, in New yeah. Jersey to move to Texas. I think it's going to be another good one, and then there's going to be a lot more progression because yeah. me moving to Vegas again. I, I feel like I'm on the fucking Vegas touring board. <laughs> talk, talk so about, great, great about this place, but I've I've been able to excel in so many sectors. You you know. Well, I I was there from from Jump Street with you. I was there when the Dragons there was just a little walk in gym in Boca Raton, Florida. You know, I've been. I was it's there. Never been a walk-in gym. What no, no, oh, that that little the, the little gym that like the, the, your it was almost like a personal training studio. First of all, it's nine, ten thousand square feet, and it's not a personal training studio. It's the fucking Dragons Land gym, VIP, not open to the public. Only people that whatever in place. Can we cut that out? No. But what I'm saying is, I saw the progression of your your in in Florida. How it was like the studio VIP, only certain people were allowed in at certain times. Then you kind of expanded it, allowed other trainers to come in and train their clients, and you kind of expanded to other people. And then you moved, and then started the dra- like it just. I've I've been there from start to finish and see what it's become. And you know, it's things like that that watching your friends start and and develop an enterprise that that is what motivates me because I, I have so many friends like you and Jay and people that I surround myself with that are constantly very involved in business and, and making business moves and. You know, I surround myself with certain people in my circle that are successful, that add to my life, that don't just take, that don't stab me in the back, that I don't have to bend over backwards for all the time. And it's it's that when I get older, my circle kind of has shrunk. And it's because you kind of, as the older I get, I see the people in my life that take, 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 mm. and they never want to give. And seeing how much you've given back to the sport and how much you've done for so many people. It's truly amazing. I'm not trying to, you know, sit here and praise you, but I don't think you get, I don't think people realize that this isn't just, Oh yeah. Flex has a huge gym in Vegas. Like I don't think they realize how much you put in to where this gym has really came from. Cause I was there when it was just black walls and nothing. And then it was paint and then it was the murals and it was Dallas. And it was, it was just, I've been to all the different, um, Evolutions, yeah, the, the, just the milestones of, of this gym. You know, I, I was there with the, the, the Dallas McCarver mural. Um, I was, I, I just, I've just seen it all, and it's just amazing to see. It's amazing to walk in here and, and just see the atmosphere and the camaraderie with just people that walk in this door every single day. It's fucking great, and I think it's hats off to you and kudos. I don't think a lot of people give you that credit where credit is due. It's, it's fucking amazing. Thank you, bro. You yeah, you, you've you've seen a lot of different uh, milestones over the years. As I've seen yours too, good, bad, and ugly, all of them. Yeah, soup to nuts, man. And we're fucking still here. Still cranking it out, man. Laughing yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, uh, yeah, I was going to say something then. I better not open that kind of. Well, I want to hear it. I want to fucking, no. We got to wrap this motherfucker up. It's like, we're like 145 minutes in. Tyus is looking at me like, bro, Harry the fuck. shit up. If you don't realize we can talk, this is this, we, we got all seriousness and we didn't even get to the, the joking and fucking around yet. Like we haven't. People, people have no idea that the amount, we could sit here and talk for another fucking 24 hours about. We're not going to do that though. No, I don't want to talk to you that long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pick my daughter up. That's what we got to do now. Uncle Guy, how excited was I to see you yesterday? So I was so, I, 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 when I got out of the car and she came, Uncle Guy, he came running over. Yeah. I was like, this is great. And there was some, I, I've never seen that teacher before. Too. She was probably like, what the fuck? It was a guy, by the way. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Apologize if you watch the podcast. Yeah. Uh, did gender assume in on Guy Sassanino's behalf? It was Not a girl. She, 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 her? It was a he. Oh, he, him. I have no clue. But <laughs> either way, again, dangerous territory guy. <laughs> I don't need my fucking cancelled fucking podcast. I'm he just slash a, him slash her. I'm just not getting into double, double, double JJ. So, 
Um, is there anything else you want to wrap up on and uh, give a thanks, promote, whatever else? Yeah, obviously, we... obviously, you for having me here. Um, you know, it's I don't need to come out here to just do a podcast. It's it's great to come out here and spend time with you, Ali, and your kids, and you know to see everybody. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just a uh, huge shout out to Blackson Labs. Obviously, I've been with them. You know, PJ Braun. He's 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 serving his time uh, behind bars. He emails me all the time. We talk. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm going to say this real quick about PJ. He's somebody that. Whatever happened, happened. He kept his head down, mouth shut. He's doing his time. Didn't sing. Yeah, and that's it. And he's just, I, I have a lot of respect for somebody like that. And uh, that's why I'm still with this company right now. Because I told him, I've been friends with PJ for 22 years. When he went away, I said, I'll be here when you go in. I'll be here when you get out. I said, so you just tell me what you need and I'll do it. Um, you know, Gas, Michael Johansson, Better Bodies. Uh, I've been with them for almost 10 years now. I remember you started with them back in the day. You were yeah, one of the Michael cut me for you. <laughs> No, yeah, I got BSN coming for you to kiss my ass. <laughs> Touche, bitch. Uh, um, that escalated on my contract. We need the money, bro. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Michael Johansson and then the guys over at Gas and Better Bodies, I mean, they, they do great. They take care of me. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of people I could thank and, and, and go on for, you know, hours and talk about, you know, Fuel Chef Frank and all the people that helped me out. But, you know, uh, if you guys follow me, just I really want you guys to... Uh, you know, pay attention to Uprising Extracts. I really think it's going to be one of the biggest um, turning points uh, for me. And I think, the, I think the fitness industry is going to get a, a huge shock when this company comes out uh, because it's not just a body. I'm not, I'm not pitching pre-workouts. I'm not pitching fucking protein powder. I'm pitching something that hasn't been pitched before to, to really any bodybuilders. And, you know, huge shout I want I'm going to give a huge shout out to Mark Matthews because I will say this. Um, if it wasn't for Mark... Matthews, who's one of my business partners, I, I don't know if I would actually be in the position of the Kratom industry that I'm in starting my own company because if it wasn't for Mark, I didn't know what Kratom was until Mark literally came to my fucking, um, uh, to Destination Dallas in Texas. He literally drove from Houston and he was like, you need to try this. Mark used to work with Mike Tyson too, didn't he? He worked a yeah, lot of, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. very credible. As my very partner. credible, yep. Does a lot of work with uh, Joey yeah. Swole. He does a lot of work with, um, and, and he's vet, he's one of the most knowledgeable people in the Kratom industry and, and which is why I, I chose to utilize him. And, and it, if it wasn't for Mark, I, I, I wouldn't, these boxes of Uprising Extract wouldn't be behind me. The shirt I'm wearing wouldn't be on me. This is all, um, you know, between me, Mark, and my, my other business partner. It was been a year and a half in the making. And, you know, this is something, you know, when you start, some, like you've started your own brands before and you still have them. And when you put your name behind something, you start it, you really want to, um, I'm, I'm very prideful of this because like you said, you, you, I was very hesitant for a lot of times to, to put my foot forward and, and, and money into things because I was very skeptical because it, well, I wasn't skeptical about my ability. I was skeptical about who I am and if people were going to be receptive to what I did. And I think now um, being the position I am, I, I think it's going to be a very good thing and I'm very excited to kick this off. And, you know, if you guys keep an eye out, you might see me at some uh, big expos or um, certain events promoting Uprising Extract. So it's going to be a great thing. So just keep an eye out. Well, your reputation is exceptional. You know, everybody who knows you as a friend knows that you wear your heart in your sleeve and you'll do anything for your friends, literally yeah. bend over backwards. And You've seen it. Any, anything that you get behind, I'm always literally there to support you on. So I'm excited for you. This yeah, is an incredible excited. company backed by incredible partners. Yep. Um, and um, again, from... The very beginning of of uh, harvesting this yep. through the manufacturing to the end consumer to even the fucking packaging. Well, you were the first, you were one of the first people I called. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. You're like, what? But anyway, what even it? even to the end packaging, 
is incredible. Can so they see it in the, in the videos? Or they, can see it. They, they can, can see, see it. They can see it. Yeah. They can see it. All right, my man. I've talked long enough. You have fucking talked long <laughs> enough. My fucking doors nearly came off the wall along with all my photos on the wall. And my wife decided to leave yeah, halfway through the podcast. She's like, fuck this podcast. Because you took your sweet ass time. And Nick Walker came in, took a spot, and then he decided to yeah. fucking leave too. So it's like a fucking goddamn circus up in here. All I will say, it's a podcast with Guy Sistanino. Straight out there, Flex Lewis, Guy Sistanino, out. out.